Hello and welcome to the Adjust Your Ranks podcast. This is episode number 36. My name is David and once again I'm joined by Sean. We've been at a bit of a hiatus over the Christmas period. We've had lots on personally and professionally, but uh, we're back now with a, a season rundown. How are you doing, Sean? Very well, thanks, mate. Really good. And uh, yeah, I've got lots of time on my hands now because I think I've been sacked from all my dynasty sides. It's not been a, not been a great end of the season for me. Have you been? Uh, have you had the, the dreaded uh, Black Monday call from your GM? Have you? Yeah, I've had the Black Monday call. P forty fives all over the shop. It's not been a good end to the season for me. But I'm sure we'll get into it today because you're not going to let me get away with it, are you? Yeah, I've not got much to say about it all, but we'll we'll see anyway. But uh, week seventeen is complete. Championships have been won, and there are probably regrets and all sorts as it pertains to fantasy football. Uh, this week we're going to have a quick recap of our fantasy seasons, a few of our leagues, how it went in certain leagues, and a, a quick rundown of some of the results. Uh, we're going to have a section where we discuss some of the players who are in great end-of-season form and who helped us win leagues. But um, we're going to decide whether they've actually got a dynasty future or whether they're just an end-of-season uh, hype machine. But, yeah, first off, let's um, let's analyse some leagues. So, um, first up on, on the leagues, we've got the uh, the PCHDL league that you and I are both in. Um, neither of us won this one. I think we both went out in the same round as well, didn't we? But um, how did you find this one? So, for me, for me I'll just start. I'll, I'm doing a bit of rebuilding in this one, to be honest. I've um, I've won it previously, but I just wasn't very happy with my side this year and I just wanted to try and reload. And I've got one, two and one, three going into next year. But I think we both went out in the uh, the quarterfinal, didn't we? We did, yeah. Both went out in round one. And, you know, it's always <laughs> gutting to go out, but um, I didn't expect to compete anyway. I, I went into rebuild last year and just sold loads of players and started getting younger and younger. And I quite like my side. So I think I was just a little bit ahead of myself. So... Yeah, my side's well set for next year. I probably shouldn't have been in the playoffs anyway, but it's just one of those ones that the rebuild sped up a bit too much. Ended up, I've got Puka Nakua, who obviously hit bigger than we expected and that sort of thing. So my side, I've got Gibbs, Brees Hall, Puka Nakua, Amon Ra, St. Brown, Jordan Addison, King Cade, DJ Moore, Trevor Lawrence, James Cook. So really good young team. And I've got people like Nico Collins and George Pickens and stuff. So yeah, I wasn't over overly gutted to go out really but um how about you because you've been dominating this one for a few years yeah you say i've been dominating i always get to the the semis or the finals but i've only won i've only won it once and i've had probably the best side in it for a few years but yeah kind of i think i said to you this league's wound up annoying me a fair bit i just don't get the results that my side sort of should be getting so i just decided i knew that i had the one two and the one three and it's just kind of like i'm not spending those and i'll just see how this season sort of plays out and I had a nightmare in the quarterfinal anyway and I only scored 80 points in a quarterfinal which is which is a disgrace but I do like your side like you said you missed Josh Downs you got Carl Pitts I think you've got a really good young side in that league and um, what I don't know what picks have you got because you've got potential to add to this for sure I think you need a, a QB1 really don't you? I do I mean I've got um, Anthony Richardson who's obviously a load of upside and Trevor Lawrence but I've got Sam Howe which um, you know I'm sure we might even speak about Today is uh, probably not going to have a job, is he? Or at least not a starting job. So, yeah, I've got a first. It's going to be, I think, the 107, something like that. And I need a quarterback. So I'll add that and I think I'll just roll again. But you're going into a little bit of a little bit of a rebuild, are you? Yeah, so I sold off um, uh, Russ Wilson and Carl, uh, Calvin Ridley, um, who's the running back, uh, Matterson and, and someone else just to get Justin Fields. And it was kind of like... I knew Fields might not have a role next year or, or the role in Chicago, but I just wanted him for this season. And I just didn't have the depth this year, really. I've got 
a good starting lot, but Jefferson's been out and um, Brown, um, AJ Brown's not been great. And, and obviously um, I've got Jamar Chase as well and he's missed his, his quarterback and Drake London's been up and down. So yeah, it's just a too many up and down really and not enough form players in there. You know what it's like, you need them form players near the end, don't you? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you've got a really good nucleus there, haven't you? You've got Jefferson, Chase and AJ Brown. You can always move one of those and might do a bit of business ourselves over the off-season. Yeah, we, um, we're one of the only two playing, aren't we? So uh, we do get some deals done. <laughs> we do, mate. Yeah, but we'll be back. It's, uh, I don't know, I'm, I, I fancy myself next year if I can add a quarterback because, uh, yeah, coming for it. But MJ won this league, our boy, uh, Mike. No, he didn't. Uh, no, 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 it was, uh, it was Amrit. Did he not? Sorry, mate, I'm just uh, bigging up. Oh, no, it was Amrit, yeah. Amrit won and Amrit is a proper wheeler dealer, so he's dealt his way to the championship in this league. He, be- he beat Mike in the final. What a shambles. Yeah, and we got away with it because he played Amari Cooper in the final as well, who scored zero and didn't even play. I'll be honest, this is arguably the worst starting lineup I've seen in the final by Amrit. <laughs> Derek Carr, Saquon, who scored eight points. Jonathan Taylor, fair enough. Devontae Adams went nuts. Cooper didn't play. Phelan, Kelsey was dreadful. Demarcus Robinson and Joe Flacco, and he won the league. This is why I hate fantasy football. You spend all year building <laughs> up a team and doing picks, and you've got Amrit lucking his way to a final. Well done, Amrit. You know, don't discredit yeah. you a bit, but shambles. I don't think he's got any picks till like 2028 or something, silly. I don't think he's got any picks in any league until 2028. But um, <laughs> do you know what? Can't knock him. He won the league, didn't he? So, um, you know, good luck to him. He always manages to do it. He'll get, he'll get near the end and then he'll kind of wheel and deal and make sure he's a bit loaded with some form players and a couple of gambles. And it normally works out all right for him, doesn't it? It does. We always sort of laugh a bit at Amrit, but in fairness to him, he, he competes in pretty much every league. I don't know how he does it because he spends all his picks on players, but he just seems to churn them over and competes, don't he? So, yeah, maybe it's just a different tactic, but it seems to work for him. Yeah, worked out nicely in the uh, the PCHDR. I think this is his, uh, maybe second or, or second and a half because I think him and Hayden agreed to share it last year. But, yeah, we'll... Uh... I've got some high picks and you've got you've got a really good roster to build with, so I think we'll be there or thereabouts next year. Let's move on to the Julian Edelman League that we're both in. You, your side in this is really, really good, but you've had lots of injuries, haven't you? Yeah, that's, I, you're going to hear it a lot today. I've just had a bit of an unlucky year, really. My good sides have just struggled with injury. and Similar to your um, PCHDL League, actually, in terms of wide receivers, I'm, I'm rostering Jamar, uh, Justin Jefferson, sorry, Amon Ra St. Brown, C.D. Lamb, that's a really good nucleus. But Justin Herbert's been dead all season. Kirk Cousins went down. And even depth lads like, you know, Wondell Robinson and Dulcich at tight end. And everyone's just been dead on me. So um, Miles Sanders has been a waste of space. And I think running back just killed me here. I had nothing at running back. I went into the season with Damian Pierce and Rashad White thinking that's fairly all right. Um, but obviously Pierce was useless and you can't carry it, can you? So, um but yeah, you a uh, massive turnaround for you because I took on this side three years ago as an orphan, got to the final last year. You've done the same, took over two years ago and you actually won this league, didn't you? Yeah, it was quite nice. I had a bit of luck. I mean, I got rid of um, Baker Mayfield for a first last year um, and it ended up being the 101. So I got Bijan and yeah, I just had a bit of luck. I got Kyron Williams mid-season in a trade and um, yeah, just you, you get the form players near the near the final and, and you end up doing all right. But uh, there's a guy in there created username. His side's really good, and I thought he was going to win it, but he just he lost in the semi to uh, to Big Davy Gray, and then yeah, I, I luckily luckily got to the final and, and managed to sneak it. But um, 
Yeah, it was quite a surprise that I won this one. I thought I would do all right, but I, I, I wasn't sure I was expecting to win it. I thought I was a wide receiver short, but then I, I traded for Devontae Adams on the on the morning of the final last week, and he, he hit 30-odd points, which helped me out, didn't he? Yeah, and do you know what? I think you paid a first and a third, didn't you, or something for Devontae third Adams? Yeah, first, first and Devontae and a third back. I like it though, and these are the sort of things you did it on the morning of the final when you won the league, and actually he was the difference, I think, weren't he, in terms of the score? Uh, I stuck up two hundred and three, and I think Big, big Davy Gray put up ninety eight, so it was by a hundred. But yeah, he helped definitely helped towards it. Just a good impact in the locker room, weren't he? Yeah, he was a good lad. He, he g'd everyone up in the locker room, and yeah, he, he's good like that. Your side though, I mean, Dak Prescott, Brees Hall, Kyron Williams, Pittman, Adams, London, Laporta, Bichan. Jalen Warren, and you actually started Tyrod Taylor in the final. Good luck to you, mate. That's uh, that's, that's nice. I like it. Well, I, I had I had quite a few options. I had uh, Odin O'Connell, Jake Brown in Sam. I'd been starting Jake Brown in for the last few weeks, but I didn't I didn't fancy him against the Chiefs, and I just fancied Tyrod Taylor to play okay, and he did all right, didn't he? He did okay, and the the highest score in one was O'Connell. I could have played an O'Connell and uh, Adam Stack, couldn't I? But yeah, I went with Tyrod, and he he, he done the job. He done fine. That sums up this season, though, doesn't it? You said, yeah, I've got loads of options. Tyrod Taylor, Aidan O'Connell, Jake Browning in a final. And they all scored 20-odd points. So, um, yeah, it's been a tough season. But, yeah, I really like it. The key thing for me, I think, hitting on Kyron Williams like you've done. I mean, I've got him in quite a few leagues. That's just been massive. You paid a second. And at the time, I think people were probably sort of desperate to bid him off for a second, weren't they? But what a bargain that's been. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about him a bit later on, but, I mean, you spot you asked the question in in the uh, our, our NFL room. Is he is he a top ten running back now? Yeah, we'll talk about him. I, I think that's a definite. Yes, he could be a lot higher, but um, he's just been excellent for you. And just goes to show, sometimes you've got to take a bit of a gamble. You could have paid that second, and he could have been rubbish, or he could have lost the job. And you sort of took the gamble. He's won you the league. So uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, let's move on to uh, another league that we're both in. So the uh, the Be Well Crew Dynasty League. Uh, this one is a tight end premium, isn't it? But it's only ten people, isn't it? It is, and I don't I don't want to talk about this one. But um, I'm not overly bothered here because I, I finished I think second from bottom, but it was intentional. I've been rebuilding for about eighteen months now, so I'm hoping next season I'll kick in. But you've got a really strong side, and you uh, you lost in the semi final by about a point, I think, didn't you, or two points? Yeah, I'm um, I'm unhappy about this league. This is this is one I actually like was really bothered about as well because I've been kind of crap all year and I finished fifth. Just got into the into the playoffs, but my team was banging form. I had a load of informed players, and uh, I actually thought I was going to win it. But yeah, beaten by a point or so in the semi, and the score that I put up for the final week, I actually would have won it. So yeah, fairly annoying. But yeah, just these are sometimes things that happen, aren't they? Yeah, it does, and. It's, uh, it's frustrating, but um, you won it last year. Was it last year or a year before? I think you won it. That's the yeah. classic Sony Michelle trade that I traded a few years ago to you. Yeah, that was a year before. Yeah, so uh, two. Well, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm normally up there anyway. I think last year was a bad year, but you do have these years, don't you? You do, and I mean, I've um, <clears throat> the opposite really. I finished low, but I'm not bothered. I wanted to finish low, and my side's all right. Where I've struggled really, I've I've got quite young um, wide receivers that don't put up much points at the moment, so that's killed me a bit, but. My starting side, two are Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Michael Pittman, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Drake London, Michael Mayer at tight end, James Cook, Christian Watson and Bryce Young. But I've got Deshaun Watson who will obviously come in and start for me. So it's not a terrible side. I've got a couple of firsts and you know a few thirds this year. So yeah, I'll be back. I need um, 
probably needs a bit of depth and being off some of these average wide receivers. But I'm, I'm think, feeling um, okay. I think what your side really needs there is is a big wide receiver one, isn't it? And I think where you've yeah. probably got the picks now, you've got a chance of uh, of you big Marv, haven't you? So hopefully that's the that's the play, isn't it? That's exactly it. I've got the picks that should be. I mean, it's a lottery here, but just in terms of the thing, I, I should have the 102 and the 103. So, yeah, without disclosing anything, if I get the 102, 103, I'm probably going to go big Marv. I don't desperately need a quarterback, so I'll go Marv Harrison Jr. And I'll be honest, mate, I'm debating Brock Bowers at 103. Even though it's Superflex, I'm debating it. Well, it's sweating premium in this league as well, isn't it? So it's worth yeah. it. Yeah, and I, I don't have a proper tight end. I've got Michael Mayer, who I think could be interesting next year, but... I think if Bowers lands in the right uh, right spot, I-, I could take him really early in a superflex on a tight end premium. Yeah, you want Bowers at the Chargers, don't you? That's exactly the one. That's it. So uh, yeah, I quite like my side though, but I do need that proper one. And Hitman is there or thereabouts, but you don't really want him as your one, do you? Really? Yeah, I like Pittman, and um, he was the one I was picking up. I mean, we're going to talk about it a bit later on in his situation, but. Um... Do you think he stays in Indianapolis or, or do you think he goes? Oh, I think they do. They need a proper one, don't they, to pair up with um, Anthony Richardson. So he'll get paid and God knows what the cost will be. Um, but he'll stay about, what do you reckon? I think there's every chance they franchise tag him. So I guess it's wherever he wants to play on that, isn't it? Yeah, but he's proved that, I mean, he's one of the most underrated dynasty assets, I think. He's still quite affordable. I don't think he costs anywhere near what he should. He's consistent. He gets loads of work. I suppose the only question is, how that looks with Anthony Richardson because we haven't really seen enough of it. He's been fine with Gardner Minshew, but I don't know. All we can judge on is uh, what we've seen in college and Richardson's got a nice deep ball. It's whether that works with, with Pittman, I suppose. Yeah, I think um, they do need another receiver there. They don't know. They've got Pittman downs. And I think they need another one because I don't think Alec Pierce is it, is he? No, they started forcing it to him a bit at the end of the season. I think he had a big game week 16, didn't he, Pierce? But yeah, they need something else there. It's uh, We both like downs, but I think they need an outside player, don't they? Yeah, for sure. So another uh, another league that we were both in, the Fantasy Wildcard League, this was Kev's league. We both got the buy into the uh, into the semis, didn't we? And I think we both lost in the semis, didn't we? Honestly, I was feeling really good about this league and uh, I thought it could be an All-Essex final and we both got booted out in the semis, didn't we? Yeah, was, um, mine was kind of close. I think, where was yours result uh, in the semis? Did you have yours close? It was 12 yeah, points. 12 points, it? yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, not terrible. It's just one of those weeks. It was, um, I don't know, both me and you were riding high and feeling good, but it just didn't quite work out, did it? Yeah, it didn't quite work out. Did you keep manage to keep all your picks for, for this upcoming draft? I think I've been the second off. No, no, I've got my picks, actually. Yeah, I've got first, second and third, because uh, this is a league where if you spend your first, you have to pay. And I'll be honest, I was a bit too tight to pay, <laughs> pay another 20 quid. So kept holding my first. I think you uh, you punted your first, didn't you? Yeah, I got him on Rasen Brown, didn't I? He, he, was, uh, he was a good lad. He worked out well. It was just the other clowns. Yeah, money well spent. I mean, this is a, it's a weird league, though, because I think there's a couple of really decent teams and there's a couple that are probably going to be scratching around. So... Um, yeah, I think we'll be back again, won't we? I think so, yeah. I think that um, the rosters are not old that we've both got. I mean, I had struggled with injuries near the end of the season. I lost Keenan Allen scoring points. I lost Hawkinson, and they were big point scorers for me. And, yeah, I just think injuries hit me in this one. But I think we've both got squads that are sort of set to compete next year as well, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to struggle a bit at quarterback. I've got Kyler Murray, but then I've, my quarterback too is Russ Wilson. Bit of a question mark there, and... And then pretty much nothing else. So, um, yeah, I could be in trouble if Russ doesn't get a job, but I'm sure he will do. 
Yeah, I think he'll be fine. I mean, we might talk about that a bit later on. But another league that we were both in was the uh, the Essex Invitational. This is um, this is one of my leagues that I kind of run. And um, you've had two titles in this league. You was going for the free peak, wasn't you, in this league? I've not, I've not even won it once, but um, you didn't quite get there, did you? I didn't actually know. I was gutted. This is um, a league that's dear to our heart, the Essex League. And yeah, going for my third star and uh, got booted out in the semi-final again. So it's just a... God knows what had gone on. It was just a tough, tough result. And big David Gray won it, didn't they? Yeah, I got booted in the uh, in the quarterfinal. I think I just had a really bad week and um, I ended up getting beat by Geordie Mick as well, which was a massive disgrace. But um, yeah, I think I think your side, what are you going to do with it there now? Do you think it needs a bit of a rebuild or are you just going to keep trying to win with that side? Because you've got McCaffrey there, haven't you, AJ Brown? It's a tough one. I think I've got to try and just ride it out, really, because I'm, I'm sitting on AJ Brown. I've got McCaffrey. I'll tell you who is a pain in the backside, and he actually cost me. Stefan Diggs and TJ Hawkinson going down with his injury. Yeah. They cost me the semi-final. And Diggs is a tough one because I just cannot move him for anything. And I think I, I might just have to run it back and go again. Because I think McCaffrey, you've just got to ride out until he retires, really, because no one's going to pay what he's worth. Diggs, what are you doing with him? Because I'd love to move him, but nobody wants him. Um, I've not actually, I've got him in one league and I'm just going to ride him out next year. I mean, you can't sell him now because his form's terrible at the minute. He's, he's had a right nosedive, hasn't he, at the Bills? Yeah, I mean, that's what cost me. I think he scored seven points in, um, yeah, he scored 7.9 points and that, that cost me the game in the semi-final. So, but look at, um, look at Diggs is, um, from week 14, Diggs, 6.4, 8.8, 7.9, 7.1. I mean, that's terrible for Diggs, isn't it? It's dreadful and it's, that's just after the bye week, so God knows what he got up to on his bye week. Because before that, he was putting up decent numbers. It's almost laughable his fall off, and it makes you think: Is this just him down in tools? Does, he's always been a bit of a diva. Yeah, I think I said in the NFL group. I think he might end up at your place. Wouldn't surprise me, but I think if he ends up at our place, it'll be another Kenny Golladay situation where we pay him loads of money and it just won't work out. So. I don't know. I think I'm running it back in this league. I'll be there or thereabouts next year. The one that concerns me a little bit is TJ Hawkinson. It's a late, late season injury. So he's probably going to miss a lot of next season as well. And I don't have any backup tight end that's even worth rostering. So I, I might struggle. As you were saying, now, I was just checking your backup tight ends and you've got Logan Thomas, who's about 40. And Davis Allen, who I actually quite like, but he might not have a role like, to start out with, will he? Yeah, I'm struggling. And do you know what? That sums up this season. I did have Mark Andrews. I traded for TJ Hawkinson because Andrews died. Then Hawkinson died and cost me the game. So, yeah, the, the luck just wasn't with me this year. But um, you're well set in this league. You did a bit of a rebuild a year or so ago, didn't you? And you're looking really, really strong. Yeah, I mean, my like, starting starting side could be Mahomes, Bijan, Jonathan Taylor, T. Higgins, Chris Alave, Brandon Ayuk, Sam Laporta, Travis Etienne and Jalen Hurts. I think I'm missing a big wide receiver one, but I just can't get one in this league and I'm, I'm not going to be near to to drafting Marvin Harrison either. So I've got kind of got to work with what I've got. So, yeah, I really missed the big wide receiver one in this league for me, I think. Yeah, I think that's it for you because Higgins, when he's on form, he's good. Alave's good. He's probably not a one. Ayuk, when he's on form, he's a one, but you've got a load of really good twos, haven't you? And looking at your picks, you've got a couple of seconds. You might get lucky and hit on one, but... um. Yeah, that's your, that's your big thing. Yeah, I've got, um, Dix is available. Nico Collins, I've got Nico Collins, Drake London and uh, Devonta Smith as well. And it's just like like you say, it's a load of twos, isn't it? Stefan Diggs is available, mate. Yeah, I might I might leave that one though. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, we'll be back uh, all Essex final one day. So uh, moving on to another league, we're both in. This is the Thoughts and Prayers League. We're both in this one as well. And we this was an all Essex final, wasn't it? Do you want to talk about this one? Not really, mate. Um, not really at all. It's another one that I lost to you in the final. So, I mean, similar though. This is a league that I rebuilt and I wasn't, well, I was trying to rebuild. I wasn't even considering getting into the playoffs and found myself in the final. So um, I wasn't overly bothered to lose to you. I suppose what did annoy me is that I found myself in the final. I made loads of moves to give myself the best chance and you still beat me. So, um, yeah, talk me through yours because I'm gutted about this one. So I didn't, yeah, I mean, I didn't expect to see you in the final. I think I tried to trade for a quarterback without realising you was in the other half of the draw as well, didn't I? Yeah, you tried to trade me. Um, were you trying to get Carla Murray off me or something? I can't yeah, remember what it was. Tre- I've got Trevor Lawrence, haven't I? And he was injury prone. So I, I ended up trading him away in the end. I think I tried you for Kyla without realising you was in the other half of the draw. I just didn't, I didn't realise with that. And yeah, I, I, and I said, I've got a playoff game. I was like, oh yeah, oh, sorry, I didn't realise. Yeah, that, I mean, that's how unexpected I was to be here because I sort of went into, and I'm quite, I say quite good at this. I didn't win any leagues this year. I'm gutted about it. But um, I'm quite good at recognising when I'm not going to compete and just rebuilding. But I seem to have rebuilt a bit too quickly in a couple of leagues. And this was one of them. So I've got a fairly all right team. But um, yeah, gutting loss to you. What kills me though is that I made a couple of big moves to give myself a chance. So just before the final, I moved Justin Herbert and Josh Downs for Dak Prescott and Tyreek Hill just to give myself some starters and obviously didn't quite work out, did it? But I don't think it's a terrible move. Gutted to lose Herbert, but Prescott and Hill, going to have a couple of years, aren't they? Yeah, you've still got the... I mean, when you do these moves near near the final to try and win, what I try and do is pick up players that will still have a little bit of value and not just be like, just for the end of this year. So, yeah, you've done that there. I think Hill and, and Prescott are fine long-term, aren't they? Yeah, and I made a couple of other moves. I picked up Zeke Elliott. I only paid a third, so it was worth doing. And Yeah, one of those things. Nice to have an All-Essex final. I don't know if we've had one of those for a while. Uh, I don't think we have, have we? I'm not sure. No, no, it must have been a, must have been a while. But um, yeah, good on you. You won this league. So another league we're both in, the, uh, the Coronavirus Classic. I just missed the playoffs in this one, and you didn't make the playoffs either. So... Bit of a down league for us, this one, isn't it? But I think that we're both set for next year, to be honest, in this league. Yeah, this is another one that I rebuilt at the end of last year. So quite a young side. And similar to you, I've got a load of sort of wide receiver two type lads that I really need to improve on. So I wasn't overly bothered to miss the playoffs here. It wasn't in the plan. So how about you? How are you looking? Yeah, not too bad. I've got Lamb, Garrett Wilson, uh, Drake London, DJ Moore. Um, I'll probably need a better wide receiver, but me and you have got quite good picks in this league, haven't we? I'm picking at 103, and I think you're two and five, is it? That's it, yeah. I've got two, five, and seven, so I'm fairly well set to pick up some lads, and we'll get into it over the off-season, but this is a really strong wide receiver class, so if you've got a few picks like that, you're going to pick up some guys that are going to be going to be useful for your side, aren't you? Yeah, they're alphas as well, aren't they? They aren't smaller guys like we've seen previously with downs and flowers and people like that. They're they're big alphas this year, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. And that's what I need. I mean, my wide receiver group is quite poor here. Intentionally, I've sort of decided to blow it and rebuild through the drafts. So my wide receivers, I've got Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jameson Williams, Elijah Moore, like all these sort of bums. So I really need to hit wide receiver quite hard, I think. Your um, your quarterback room is, uh, is sensational though, isn't it? Really, really good. So I've got Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, CJ Stroud and uh, Anthony Richardson. So... 
again, I did that intentionally last year. There was a couple of sides that needed quarterbacks and I was a bit of a dick in the draft and just took it because I knew that <laughs> at some point they're going to have to come knocking. So, um, yeah, if I can move one of those for a decent wide receiver, which I should be able to do, then suddenly I'm looking all right. So that's part of the plan. So if you need a quarterback, mate. Yeah, I know. Hit up, don't I? I think our American friend needs a quarterback now. So um, he might come knocking and he's got some wide receivers there you might be able to take. I've got him blocked, I think, so I don't know if I can... Uh, it's, we're in multiple leagues, and I've only ever had to block one person on Sleeper, and that's, uh, yeah, we won't want to get into that, but he's a knob. <laughs> Let's move on to the, uh, the actor and writer league. Uh, you was playoffs in this one as well, wasn't you? Yeah, I was, yeah. You didn't win this one, did you? Uh, I didn't, know. I knocked you out, but I, and then I got booted. Oh, I, I got up, up to up, over 100 points on you, wasn't it, in the semi? or What's the semi? Yeah. You did, yeah. You battered me in the semi-final. Yeah, I lost the final, though, to be fair. So, yeah, I was runner-up in this league. Big Andy Soul won this one, and he's got quite a good side, to be fair. He's got Taylor Gibbs. He had Lamar Jackson, who had an outstanding game. He's got C.D. Lamb. He's got Metcalf, Rashi Rice. Yeah, his side was a fairly worthy winners in this one for me, and he beat me fairly comfortably. I could have played Jaden Reed, maybe over James Cook, but that still wouldn't have won me anything. So, yeah, he was a deserved winner in this one, wasn't he? It was, and I actually traded you Justin Fields, didn't I, for the final. You sent me, uh, it's one quarterback, you sent me Deshaun Watson in the second, and sort of a bit of risk on both sides there, really, because who knows where Justin Fields is going to be next year, and uh, obviously Watson's not been himself, but um, didn't quite get over the line for you, unfortunately. Yeah, I wanted Fields for the uh, for the matchup, really. Um, we were playing the Falcons, and I just thought he was going to go mad, and he, he did have a really good game. Him and DJ Moore put up a, a ton of points, but... Yeah, it wasn't enough. McCaffrey obviously left the game injured. Swift wasn't great, and um, James Cook didn't have a great game. But yeah, Amon Wilson, Brown, DJ Moore, David and Joku, they all done their job for me. Just the other bums couldn't uh, couldn't keep up with Andy's lot. So yeah, runner up in this one. Yeah, and do you know what killed me in this league? Cause my side's all right, really. I've got Bijan and Brees Hall at running back, and Olave, Drake, London, and Addison at wide receiver. It's not too bad. Laporta at tight end. It's decent. Um, just still haven't got that. Wide receiver one, it's probably something I'm missing. But I, my biggest regret, I played a first and a second for Tony Pollard. It's the only league where I, I added Pollard. I thought, he's going to have a good season. He was dreadful. Lucky, it turns out, it was Andy Soul's uh, first. So it was, the, it was the 112. So not the end of the world. You were um, you were really let down in the semi by all of your receivers, weren't you? I'm just going to go back now and check the uh, the semi. Uh, oh, no, it's the, the, uh, the quarterfinal, you and I, our game. Oh, okay, yeah, I think I got let down by all my lads, really. I just had no chance against you. It killed me. So in the semi, uh, Bijan scored minus uh, 0.6. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Bijan scored minus points in the semi in a quarterfinal. Fuming. Uh, Brees Hall scored two points. Elijah Moore scored three. Drake London scored four. Tony Pollard scored seven. And it was just like you had, you was kind of dead after that. You couldn't make that up, though, could you? I mean, the side is decent and you, you get in one point or minus one point from Bijan and Brees Hall. It's incredible. So, um, yeah, it's part of the game we play. You can't do anything about it. Just got to suck it up and go again. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is luck. I mean, we've got a good process, both of us, but, you know, sometimes the luck's not with you and sometimes it is, and that's just the way it goes in this league, isn't it? We, It keeps us coming back, doesn't it? It does, it does. I've had a particularly unlucky year and, you know, I'll be fuming all off-season, but we'll dive into the tape and start going again, won't we? So another league we're both in, the Twitter Invitational. Talk to me about this one. Was you rebuilding this one as well? Not intentionally, no. It's not, this is the league I hate the most. Out of all of our leagues, I despise it. <clears throat> Be, because my side's all right, but I just hate it. 
really just don't like anything about it. Um, is that enough for you? I don't know what to say about it. Uh, all right side. I just can't win. I mean, when they're all fit, I've got Joe Burrow at quarterback, Jameer Gibbs. Who else have we got? James Cook at running back. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, DK Metcalf, TJ Hawkinson. It's a tight end premium as well. Um, plus Dallas Goddard, tight end premium. I've just got a decent side. And just... It's a decent side, isn't it? Yeah, really decent. I just cannot. Jalen Waddle, it's a really, really good side. I just cannot stay fit. I just can't get into the playoffs. So, yeah, I hate this league. <laughs> How about you? You've got the Renault 4 in this league coming up. So, that'd be quite a nice pick as well. Yeah, well, I'll probably waste it on some bum that's injured. So it's one of those leagues where I just cannot do right for doing right. So really strong side, decent running backs, decent wide receivers, great tight ends. I probably need another quarterback. Um, but yeah, just cannot get into the playoffs. Talk to me about yours. Yeah, this is probably one of my uh, one of my favourite sides. I, I probably maybe need another wide receiver, but on my best day, it's... Lamar Jackson, Brees Hall, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Sam Laporta, uh, Travis Etienne. And I traded for Stafford just before um, the playoffs, just because I had Mayfield and I hate him. So, um, yeah, I don't mind this side. Yeah, yeah, it's decent. I mean, you haven't got the big, apart from Jefferson, you've got a couple of sort of those decent wide receivers. But Collins and Pittman, massive steps up this year. Yeah, they've been, um, they've been nice surprises. I mean, I've... I don't think I've got a first or a second next year, so I kind of went all in a little bit. So um, yeah, it was nice to uh, nice to win this league. To be honest, yeah, that's a nice one. Um, I don't know what to do with my side here, really, because I like it, but it's just not quite coming together. I'll probably make a few moves, and Hawkinson's probably going to kill me a little bit having him out for a while. So we'll see. I'm sure I'll uh, I'm sure I'll be back at some point. So the rookie invitation, all this is the one where we um, draft our rookies before the combine. So it's quite a risky league, this one. You was in the playoffs in this one as well, wasn't you? I was, yeah. I've got um, fairly far last year. I think I went out in the semis last year, playoffs again this year. Didn't quite get out over the line. But can you remember, this is one that we started probably three years ago. And I started with only drafting rookies and sophomores just to see if I could make it work. And it's uh, I've got close, but just can't quite get out over the line. Yeah, I don't mind your side in here. Um, you've actually got quite a nice young side. I mean, what would you say it lacks at the minute? Tight end, I think I'm struggling a bit, really. So my tight end, I've got um, okay, Pat Frymuth or K-Dotton. So that's where I'm really weak. But it's not a premium league, so it's a position I don't really mind that much about. I don't know. Other than that, I, I don't have much depth at wide receiver. Um, my wide receiver's starting. I've got Garrett Wilson and Puka Nakua. Brandon Ayuk is my wide receiver free, so it's a good group. But then I'm looking at people like Rondell Moore or Judy, so I need a wide receiver here, really. What about you? Um, I don't know. Uh, my side's all right in this league, but it kind of annoys me. This is one of the sides I've got that doesn't ever really part the points that it should. I lost in the semi-final in this one, and this league was won by a big Andy Soul as well, but he beat me in the semi um, by a few points. But, yeah, this is one of them teams where, you know, you sometimes have a team... And they always flatter to deceive and never put up the points they should. This is this is one of mine, and I I kind of hate this team a little bit. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's a really good side, but you've got those players that can let you down. Like DeAndre Swift, he could go for 18 points, but he could get seven and annoy you and ruin your week. And Yeah, it's one of those sides. Your wide receiver at the moment, wide receiver one, Devonta Smith. Very good, but he's here one. I don't know. It's, um, it's a strong side, but I get your frustration with it. Yeah, it's people like DJ Moore and... Uh, 
Drake London and T Higgins, and they're kind of boom or bust, aren't they? I've not got a real consistent guy in there. I mean, I've got Jaden Reed, who I picked up off it in the third round last year, and I love Jaden Reed, so that's one of my guys to look forward to playing next year. But yeah, there's there's too many wide receivers in there that can have bad days, isn't there? Yeah, I think you might need a running back as well because Swift, we don't know where he's going to be next year, and Joe Mixon, don't know what's happening there. So you've got not much depth after those guys, have you really? Because James Cook and Kenneth Walker will be fine, but other than that, you're um. Might need to add one. Yeah, it's just Khalil Herbert, and I've I've added Kevin Harris for next year, just in case he gets anything at the Patriots. But yeah, you're probably right. I need a, a running back. I've only got a two there to pick with as well. What what picks have you got in this coming up? <clears throat> um, I think I've still got most of my picks. So um, I've got the, the 107 and the 207. So I'm all right, to be fair. I was trying to shift a, a quarterback all season, but nobody was interested in. Yeah, I've ended up swallowing Mac Jones, I think, because his value's just tanked through the floor and nobody wants him, so I have to sit on that. But, um, yeah, I think I'm all right, really. Running back, I've got Brees Hall, Javonta Williams. Roshan Johnson, I think, could be interesting. Kyron Williams, Travis Etienne. So I'm fine at running back. It's tight end for me. So I'll be scouring these leagues trying to get someone in a bit of wide receiver depth. And at the 107, I think I'll probably pick up a really nice wide receiver if that's how they fall. Yeah, I think 107 is going to be a prime, nice wide receiver spot this year, isn't it? Yeah, I think at that sort of zone, similar to last year, you sort of take your pick out of who's going to fall, don't you really? And long way to go in the process, but it could be someone like Rome and Dunzel, one of these sort of lads as well. So we'll see. Another league we're both in, the Multiflex League. I was nowhere in this one. I think you made the playoffs, didn't you? But this is this is a tight end premium where you don't have to actually play a tight end. And I've got some... Good lads again, but again, they just kind of let me down. I lost to Sean Watson as well. I've got Bryce Young at quarterback and Kyler Murray was back late. And yeah, I just, I was never really competing anywhere in this league. But I think you made the playoffs, didn't you? I did make the playoffs, yeah. It's a weird league because there's loads of premium settings and wide receivers are basically worth their weight in gold here, aren't they? I think it's at 1.5 points per reception for wide receivers, I think. Um, And yeah, or might be 1.25 and 1.5 for for tight ends. But either way, they're really, really good. And my side's not actually that great, but I think it plays to the setting. So I've got DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Puka Nakua, who are just sort of target guys, aren't they? And yeah, got along to the the playoffs, but got booted out. It's um, been a tough one. I lost Justin Herbert along the way and that killed me a little bit. So I probably need to have a look at running back here. My running backs are quite weak. I've got Rashad White and DeAndre Swift, and that's pretty much it. So, yeah, I need to have a look at running back in the off-season. What about you? What are you after? Um, I think I just need a more stable wide receiver, and I've got all my picks as well. So, um, yeah, I'm hopefully going to pick up quite a nice receiver. I think I've got 105 or 6. So, yeah, hopefully a nice wide receiver, maybe a running back in the second. I've got a few thirds as well that I picked up along the way. So I'm quite fairly set in this league, but... This is a money league as well, isn't it? And there's there's quite good money to be won in this one. And I look after the money pot as well. And I've not done a runner yet either. <laughs> yeah, I think it's quite a decent pot, this one. Is it 30 quid in? So the winner gets 210 quid or something like that. It's, it's not a bad little pot, is it? Yeah, we were, kind of work, we were trying to work out the sort of prize pot, wasn't we, the other day? Because I think it's a bit uneven at the moment. So there's a there's a vote in the poll at the minute. But yeah, I've not done a runner with the money. So I might I might do that next year if I don't win. Yeah, good, good. Well, um, I'll drive down the A127 and pick it up as well. So, yeah, I do like this league, though. It's such a high variance. If you've got the right couple of players, like Puka Nakua, for me in that season, I mean, he dragged me to the playoffs and I picked him at the 405 and he's just been absolutely ridiculous. He's the number five wide receiver overall in that league. His scoring's a joke. 
Yeah, I feel a bit sorry for uh, Big Davy Gray in this league because he kind of dominated it all season and then lost in the final, didn't he? Yeah, that's the problem with these various these uh, big settings. Really, you can just end up losing out of nowhere, can't you? It's, uh, it's a tough one. Shout, I think it's, shout out it's to our uh, Italian friend Big Luca though for winning it. Yeah, yeah, Luca did really well in this league. I think it's just the one that Sav did well in as well. Yeah, he did okay as well. But yeah, he, you know, Galaxy brained it. We've we've got a league to come up to speak about that a bit more. But yeah, he Galaxy brained this one as well. Yeah, too right. But yeah, I do like this league. We'll be back, I'm sure. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts on tight end in this league? Because you mentioned there's a premium here. It's 1.5 uh, per reception for tight ends, but you don't have to play one. I mean, do you value tight end? I know you've got Laporta and Engram, but what are your thoughts here? Uh, Laporta and Engram have been really good. I've got Dallas Goddard, and he's really been my bust, and I kind of hate him at the minute and want to get rid of him. So the only ones I'm happy playing are, are literally Laporta and Engram. Yeah, I mean, I've got Kyle Pitts, and... I don't know when to start him, which is mad, really, in a tight end premium league. But it's just, uh, I don't know, unless you've got a, a Laporta or a Kelsey, well, the old Kelsey, it's a, it's a tough one to start, really, if you've got a good wide receiver. Yeah, like you say, them, them premiums are worth a lot in this league. I've got Gabe Davis, and you just never know when to start the idiot. One week, it'll be 3.7, and then the following week, he'll put up 45 points, and you're like, I just don't know what to do with him. Well, at least he didn't put up minus two points in a in a quarter final like Bijan did for me. I mean, that is unacceptable. Absolutely, I felt like John sitting in that half time rant when I was watching that game. I was fuming. Did you tell Bijan to bring his dinner? I did. He can pair up if he likes him and Brace. <laughs> so let's move on to the uh, the Decampo auction league. So this was um, when this league started up. We did it auction. This was our first auction league, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, it's. Uh, I really like an auction league. To be fair, we've done a couple of them so far, haven't we? Yeah, there. Um, I think we've got this in the B well, and I think there's one other. But yeah, I quite like the uh, the auction format, and um, I managed to draft a fairly decent side, and it's kind of carried me through for three years, to be honest. But I mean, there's only really one talking point from this league, isn't there? <laughs> Is this Sav? Sav and his <laughs> galaxy braining. Go on, you introduce it because I can't even speak about it. I was I was fuming about the integrity of fantasy football. So um, I made the final against uh, against our friend Macho Grand, Savalas, uh, George Michaelis. I think he's uh, the eighty seventh cousin to George Michael. I think he's uh, he's a good lad. He's in our uh, he's in our chat group, but um, he's a bit different. He plays the game differently, and uh, just for a little bit of mind games or or you know japery, whatever you want to put it, he he kind of dropped all of his starters and put in a load of bombs as if to sort of put me off my selections for the for the upcoming game. The only thing with this is when you do this, you really do need to put the really good players back in before a matchup, don't you? Especially when there's a Thursday night game as well. <laughs> it was a, no, did he say he knew about the Thursday night game? He wasn't aware of the uh, Saturday, Saturday night yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. absolute so let's, so it, let's talk yeah. about the two players that he, he left on his bench and how much points that was. I mean, it was C.D. Lamb and Amon Ross St. Brown. So he left about 100 points on his bench in a final, didn't he? 62 points, I think it was. And it would have won in the league, but yeah, I ended up winning this one. But yeah, he's he's left Amon Ra and, and C.D. Lamb on the bench. But he, he played his mind games and um, in the end, I think he, uh, he out-galaxy brained himself, didn't he? Yeah, do you know what? You've had a really good season. You've won quite a few leagues. Are we having an asterisk next to this one? Because that don't really count, does it? Yeah, I felt that Gary put in the, uh, the star up on this one because, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you do? But I got robbed last year in this final because of Demol Hamlin nearly dying, so I'm I'm happy to take it. I've been in the final every year this league's been going, so yeah, I hope to keep that going as well. But yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a cheap win this one, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was, but you'll take it. You can't. It's not your fault that Sav decided to bench his entire side. But um, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. But your side's decent here, though, isn't it? I think uh, you know Tyreek Hill, Pittman, and Jefferson at wide receiver, and you got a couple of uh, questionable running backs though. Tony Pollard and DeAndre Swift don't quite know what's going to happen with both of those. So you might be sniffing around for a running back, possibly. Yeah, definitely sniffing around for a running back. I've got Kyron Williams, but um, I've got Javante Williams and he needs to find a bit of form early next year. I've got a decent um, quarterback room as well, and I'll probably offload one of those. I've got Kyler Murray, um, Jared Goff, Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. So I've got quite a decent option there. And there's people that need a, um, a quarterback. I've got a decent tight end room as well. Not that it means anything in this league, but yeah, I can... Hopefully, do some trading and get a, a decent running back in. So I think I've only got, uh, yeah, I've only I'm, I've only got my second, third, and fourth and fifth in this picks in this league, and the second's obviously the two ten because I won it. So yeah, some late gambles and some maybe some trading to get a running back. But your side's um, not too bad in this either, is it? Where, where was you in this one? Uh, went out in the quarters in this one. I mean, my side's all right to be fair. So it's you know. Quarterbacks probably need a bit of work. I've got Russ Wilson, Trev Lawrence. I probably need another one because I've got Will Levis as the backup. But running backs, if you need one, let's let's get in the trade room because I've got Jameer Gibbs, Bijan Robinson, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne. So I'm, I'm fairly set at running back, and I've got Tajay Spears on my taxi who will hopefully come in next season. So I'm all right there, really. And um, wide receiver, I don't know. I could probably do with a, a proper alpha. I've got Garrett Wilson and Puka, who are both great dynasty guys, but I probably need a bit more consistency there. So, yeah, there'll be some moves over the off-season, I'm sure. We might have to, uh, have to uh, enter the trade room after this uh, after this podcast, I think, because uh, there might be a deal to be done. There might be. I need a wide receiver and you probably need a running back. So, um, yeah, well, I'm sure there'll be lots of uh, deals going on over the season. But I do like this league. The only thing I don't like about it is 10 teams, isn't it? Um, the more I play, I just don't really like 10 teams as much. And is this the one where we've reduced the bench size, I think? Yeah, we reduced it from 18. 18 was too big. It was The squads were huge, and we've gone down to 16. And, yeah, I don't think anyone's missed anyone that was cut. So, yeah, just reduced it a bit, didn't we? Yeah, I think you need to. That's my only issue with the smaller leagues, and especially with the deep benches. It just means that players aren't available and people don't, people don't need to trade because they've got so much depth, and it sort of kills the interaction in the league. So, yeah, I think that was a good call. So another league um, both of us are in is the uh, the Future Dynasty League. Now, this one, we uh, draft rookies a year early. So if you've got a pick in rounds one or two, you can pick from next season's draft class. So guys like Brock Bowers, Travion Henderson, Emika Ikbuka, Roma Dunze, they've all been picked in this league already, haven't they? I think you picked up Caleb Williams, didn't you? And who else have you got just looking down? Um, Malik Neighbours. That's not too bad, is it? Not bad at all. So I picked up Malik Neighbours in the, uh, the second round last year. So Andy's got Marvin Harrison. Alex has got uh, Drake May. So, yeah, this is quite an interesting format. We had kickers into the the rookie draft. People will take a kicker and nominate a guy from the following year's draft. And it's kind of, it was a work in progress, wasn't it? The um, sort of the running of it, but it's worked out quite well, hasn't it? Yeah, as I really like this league, actually. It's um, it's a bit different and there's some really good... Um, it, it's the only sort of devy thing we do and obviously we're nerds we love it but yeah I do really like it and we both got in the playoffs in this one I think you knocked me out uh, I don't think I knocked you out in this one did you not I don't think so no I lose, I lose track you seem to knock me out everywhere else so I just assume <laughs> so uh, let, me yeah, just, uh, let me just let me just have a quick look I, I got to the final I lost in the final to uh, to James another Bears fan so 
a, a Bears fan did pick up a win, but yeah, it wasn't me. But um, yeah, let me just uh, let me just check uh, where you got to and who knocked you out. So uh, you got knocked out by James, actually, the winner. So you can well, know you lost to the winner, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one because I, I really like my side here. I've got a couple of really good ones coming in, so we'll see. Um, I do need probably quarterback too, but obviously Caleb Williams is going to come straight in and I've got Bryce Young as my quarterback too and that's just been a bit of a shambles really and yeah, we'll see what happens there. You very nearly had Will Levis like the week before, didn't you? Did I? Yeah, I tried to trade Levis and George Pickens, I think, for Pittman, didn't I? Oh, you did and I came back. What did I want? I wanted Will Levis and another wide receiver. JSN, yeah. Yeah, I was asking a bit much but I thought you are a bit desperate, you might do it and... (laughs) It didn't quite get over the line because I know that you want to bin off George Pickens, but I just got no interest in the bum. Yeah, I don't know if I do now or not. What do you think? What about George Pickens? Yeah. Oh, until we see him consistently with Kenny Pickett, I'm still worried because he's been great with Mason Rudolph, and I, I don't think that's going to be the case next year, is it? Is this a bit of a uh, a black mark on on Kenny Pickett that he's not launching it down the field? I think it probably is, but I still think Kenny Pickett has the job next year. I just don't think he's got any ceiling whatsoever. And if Pickett comes in, as we suspect, he's going to bring the ceiling down for everyone. And that kills Pickens a bit. So I don't know. What is the price on Pickens? We're jumping around a little bit, but I don't think he's that expensive, is it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's probably still worth a first, isn't he? I don't know. I think he is, but I wouldn't pay a 24 first, not looking at this class. I don't think, even if it's a later one, I think there's going to be wide receivers there that I'd want instead of Pickens. Yeah, and then picks always seem nicer when the actual draft's coming up as well, don't they? Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Pickens is a weird one. He's been really, really good. I think he's also just a bit of a dick, though, and it's hard to it's hard to like him when you know he's a knob. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though, with that? There's yeah. players that... He's very good, but when he's deleting stuff and posting all this nonsense, I just don't want him on my time on my team. Is he not? Um, has he not influenced you to get a ski mask then? I've got one, mate. Don't worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a ski mask and a, an old Matsui TV. <laughs> so uh, the last league that we're going to do that we were both in our own podcast league, the Adjusher Ranks League. Um, I made the finalists in this one, but I was up against an absolute juggernaut in Craig, and I I don't know how, but I managed to sneak this one because. Craig's side is amazing, and I don't know how I quite won this one. I think he had a bit of a down week with some of these players, but yeah, I managed to pick up the win in this one. Yeah, you did well for the pod, actually, because I um, had a shambles of a season. I think, again, loads of excuses from me tonight, but injury just killed me. I really built for win now, and Aaron Rodgers, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor. So on paper, it should have been a solid side, but just lost them all for the whole season and just couldn't couldn't quite recover from it. So I was gutted, but glad you got the win for the pod. I mean, all projections for the final, Craig was about 20 points up and Jordan uh, uh, Nick offered me a trade the week before and it was using, like, I think, my 26 first. And I was just like, I'm not spending any more picks. I said, I think Craig's going to win this one. I'm not wasting any more picks trying to win it because, I, I mean, I'll go through Craig's side. It's a, it's a proper juggernaut. He's got Josh Allen, Cra- uh, Christian McCaffrey, Rashad White, Devonta Smith, Tyreek Hill, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Jesse Ferguson, James Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Gino Smith, and they really let him down in the final, but he should have won this by about 20 points. Jesus, that's a good result for you then, because uh, yeah, you got a bit lucky. I think you've just, you've done a, had a very good season, but you had a bit of rub of the green in the finals as well, which uh, which you need. Yeah, I did have, definitely in this one, I had the rub of the green, obviously the one Savalas has 
lefties' scores out. But yeah, and the others I've I've done okay. But yeah, I've had, I've had the rubber the green in a couple. I must admit. But um, so, so how many um how many stars did we get between us this season as a podcast? <laughs> Six stars between us, wasn't it? So yeah, six between us. That's um, that's the real quiz. So yeah, well done, mate. It's um, yeah, it's been a tough season, and I've said a few times I'm going to say it because I've had a shit season. But I think in the season, eighty percent of it is skill, and you know, looking at the waivers and spending the right thing and doing trades. Once you get to the playoffs, it completely switches. I think, and it's probably twenty percent skill, and the rest of it's just luck. Who's injured? Who who does your opponent bench and all that sort of stuff? It's um, infuriating, but I'll be back. Yeah, I mean, I think his skill getting as as far as the playoffs because it's it's a season long sort of results based thing, isn't it? I think his skill getting that far, but then, as you say, once you hit them playoffs, I mean, anything goes, doesn't it? Yeah, that's exactly it. And I, I was a bit gutted, really. I mean, there's only two leagues that I didn't get to the playoffs where I wanted to. The rest of it, I missed out because I'm rebuilding. But um, yeah, just ended up losing out in the finals and the semi. So yeah, probably my worst. Um, since we started the podcast, I might bin this off, mate, because it's the worst record I've had. <laughs> yeah, we'll run six between us and we, we'll keep it at that, won't we? Yeah, six stars for the adjuster rank, lads. What a season. <laughs> so uh, this next section, we've got a list of guys who showed some form over the over the Dynasty playoffs. And we're going to decide whether they're a longer-term Dynasty asset or whether they're just an end-of-season guy who helped our teams win. So first up, I mean, we'll vote at the end once we've had a little bit of a chat about them. But first up... Joseph Paul Flacco. Joe Flacco, talk to me. I mean, I joked, didn't I, a few weeks ago that if I got to the final, I'd be playing Joe Flacco. And I didn't. In thoughts and prayers, I didn't play him. And I was gutted because he put up 26 points. He's been phenomenal. And I think he could have played himself into a job next season. I don't think he'll go in as a starter. But I think he'll, if someone goes down, teams will want to bring him in as a starter. So I don't think he's dead as a dynasty asset. What do you reckon? I mean, should the Browns keep him as a backup there? Probably. Probably. I don't know if Deshaun Watson would be happy with it because he's looking a lot better than Watson, to be honest with you. The thing is as well is if if they do keep Flacco in Cleveland, the minute that Watson has a bad game, there's going to be chance from, from the side. It's going, to be, it's going to be a bit of a nightmare for Deshaun, isn't it, if he doesn't play well straight out? That's the thing. That's why I don't think they probably can keep him because it will just be a nightmare as soon as he misplaces a pass or his shoulder goes... People will want Flacco in, but I think he showed enough that other teams could be interested. If, if someone goes down in camp, they'll bring in Flacco, and he could have started for quite a few sides this <coughs> this year. When you look at all the bums that have been playing, so I mean, what I've liked about him is he's come in and he's absolutely loved it around, hasn't he? The arm's still there, isn't it? Really is, and he's actually got a lot more out of the players than Watson has. And Joku's been brilliant, which we predicted. He actually got a tune out of Elijah Moore in the last week and Cooper's had a massive couple of games. He put up 262-odd yards in a game a um, couple of weeks back. So he's really getting the best out of a lot of these lads and he's helped by an elite defence and a really good line as well. So it's not you know all Flacco, but he can only work with what he's got. I think he's been really, really good. So a quick vote on this one, a dynasty asset for next season, yes or no? Yes. What about you? Yeah, I'm probably yeah, he's a dynasty asset for next season. I think, as we've seen by this season, once a load of quarterbacks go down, you you want a guy like this that you can just plug in, isn't he? So yeah, I think he's a he's a dynasty asset for next season, is he? Which is which is amazing when you say it, isn't it, about Joe Flacco? It really is. It just um, I think in superflex leagues, any quarterback that's on a roster is pretty much a dynasty asset, really. And I think he could be a bit more if someone goes down. So, yeah, didn't think we'd be saying that a few months ago. Yeah, Joe Flacco, Dynasty Asset. So, on to the next guy. Talk to me about the next guy. 
Well, I'm surprised you don't want to go in because he's your boy, Aidan O'Connell. Um, obviously, been quite good. He's balled out a little bit, and Devontae Adams won you a well, didn't quite win you the league, but did his part in a final. And O'Connell's been quite good. He was your sleeper in the start of the season, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was talked up by um, Josh McDaniels as well, who said he, he had a similar release to Tom Brady, and I just thought Garoppolo wouldn't last a season because of injuries, and I just thought he'd get a chance um, in Vegas. I like him, but I think he's been massively up or down. I mean, if you look from week 14, he scored five points against Minnesota, then he scored 33 points against the Chargers, then he scored two points against the Kansas City Chiefs when... I think he threw one completion in the second half. And then against the Colts, again, 24 points. So it's been really up and down, hasn't it? The only good thing about him is he's not been a turnover machine and he's got a decent arm as well. But what have you made of him when you see him? Like you said, I think he's a bit too up and down for me. You don't know what you're going to get from him. I don't think he's the start of next season, personally. I still think he's possibly a dynasty asset because he's a quarterback on a roster and he's shown he can play in the league. But... I don't, I don't rush from anywhere. I don't think I'll be looking to rush from anywhere. I, I don't know. What do you reckon? What the, the question is, what do the Raiders do at quarterback, though? Well, there's a lot of talk about your boy Justin Fields, potentially. Yeah, I think the, uh, the guy that's the interim GM, I think if he gets a job and we do trade Fields, I think he was on our staff when we traded Fields, when we drafted Fields. So he does like him, and I think there's a familiarity there and... I'd, uh, it's tough for me talking about Justin Fields because I love him and I want him to stay, but I just don't think I, I don't think that we will keep him. I think if we get the one, well, we've got the one hundred one, I think we're going to use it and take a quarterback. But I'm really gutted about Justin Fields, so I guess there is a chance for him to maybe end up in Vegas. But if it's not Fields, then then who else? And I mean, they've not got the cap space. I don't think to go for a big splash at quarterback, and I just think they may keep O'Connell for the season if it's not. Fields. I don't know who else is there. Honestly, don't know. Trying to think about the sort of player that their their new coach. I don't think he's had the job confirmed yet, has he, Pierce? But obviously, they really like him down there. He likes a a grizzled vet type quarterback. I'm wondering, could a Joe Flacco end up there? I don't know. Yeah, I guess there's every chance because what Flacco's put on tape this year is gonna is gonna you know he's gonna get a bridge job maybe, isn't he? Yeah, and O'Connell as well, he's not a young rookie. He's 25 years old, so it's not like he's 22 and still learning. He's actually old for a rookie. Um, and he's just a bit too up and down. So he'll definitely be on the roster and he'll be, you know, he's rosterable in Dynasty. You don't want to be releasing him, but I'd be very, very surprised if he's a starter next season. So, yeah, for me, I think he's probably not a Dynasty asset in terms of this little test, but he'll, he'll be rosterable. Yeah, I probably agree with that. I think um, probably middle ground on this one. He's not an end-of-season guy and he's not a dynasty asset. He was just someone that you got a bit out of this year, wasn't he? Yeah, and he's a classic one that, you know, he could have come in and kept the job and been brilliant or he could have come in and you could have sold him for a profit. It's uh, no right answer at the time, is there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we saw that with Gino, didn't we, when, you know, everyone was selling him for a third and I think you can get a first for Gino now. Yeah, you probably can. It's one of those things. So it's definitely worth... Um, worth a gamble it's why in your rookie draft you always pick up these quarterbacks in the fourth and fifth round because they get a job suddenly you've profited or you might have started O'Connell in the final and won your league who knows I mean imagine the people that picked up Brock Purdy two years ago in in the in the fifth round they're laughing aren't they yeah well I picked him up off waivers and sold him for a third and I thought I'd profited so uh, that's in the be well league actually where I need a quarterback so fuming so on to the next guy Justin Fields this is tough for me to talk about, so I'd like to get your perspective on this one. 
I love him as well. I mean, I think I've got a little bit of bias for Fields because he was on QB1 years ago, weren't he? And that's sort of at the time where we were both really getting into Dynasty and I think I'll always like him. And I roster him in loads of leagues. So I really do love Justin Fields. I'd be stunned if he's still in Chicago, but I think he's going to be a starter somewhere. He's got enough upside that someone's going to take a punt on him. So it's just a case of where it will be. We've spoke a few times about the Falcons. I just think he'd look great in the red and black. Um, Vegas probably makes a bit more sense. So, but I suppose as a Bears fan, I know your opinion, but just for everyone else, what do you think is going to happen? And, and what do you think the cost is for Fields? If you're going to trade him away, what do you think the team's going to have to give up? I think we can definitely get a two for him. I mean, what did um, what did the Jets get for Darnold? Was it a two and a three or something like that? I think we can definitely get that for Fields because I think he's shown more, hasn't he, than Darnold. Um, I do think that we take Caleb Williams at the 101. I'm pretty gutted about it because I really, really wanted Fields to work out. I really like Fields and the last few weeks he's been balling out a little bit. I think he's finally settled down and um, he's been really, really good. I love watching him play. He's exciting and He's good when he's on the run and he can throw on the run and he, he throws some absolute darts as well, doesn't he? Some of the throws to DJ Moore in the last few weeks have been amazing. So I'm a bit gutted about the whole thing, but I do think he's a long-term dynasty asset rather than a guy who's just had a good bit of season, end-of-season form. What do you think? Yeah, I do as well. I really like him. And if you're going to get a quarterback of his calibre with a two, that's a really, really good deal. You think about the Colts and they've obviously paid a really high first to get Anthony Richardson. I mean, if Richardson develops into Fields as an athlete in the NFL, you'd be really pleased, wouldn't you? So, yeah, I do really like Fields. I think um, he wasted a year with the wrong playbook and you were trying to get him to play as Nick Foles, which was just an absolute mess. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, I love him as an athlete. I'd love him in New York. Absolutely love him if that's a, a possibility. So just really want to see him play football and settle down somewhere, really. It's just a shame. I mean, as, is there a part of you that thinks that taking Caleb at 101 is the wrong thing to do just as a process forget that it's fields do you think if you get the first pick you should always take the the upgrading quarterback what do you reckon um selfishly I would take uh the 101 and probably keep fields which is you know it, it doesn't work out because of how it would be in the personnel grouping and in in the locker room and things like that but I, I do think you have to take Caleb Williams at the 101 just because of what he could be don't you I think so. I think it's a process. You just have to. And Fields was a first-round pick, wasn't he? Going into year four next year. Yep. So you've got to make, got to take a decision on his on his fifth year, and then you're looking at franchise tags, and suddenly you're paying him a lot of money. So I know there's a bit of a chat in our group about is it financially sensible to reset a quarterback with a rookie and pay other positions. There's no right answer, is there? But I think it's a process. You've just got to go with the better prospect and reset yourself, aren't you? So the devil's advocate is trade away the 101 for a, a boatload of picks and maybe a player and and build again around fields. And we're not we're not doing too bad. We need some pieces around the team and stuff like that. But we could move to two and then another team could come back, come up to two to get whatever they need and we can trade out again. I think they'd ideally want Marvin Harrison. So if you did two trade downs from one to two and then maybe to three or four, we could pick up quite a haul. And I think that's the, that's the devil's advocate play on this one, isn't it? That's the thing. You know, we think of a lot of it like dynasty, don't we? If I've got Justin Fields in dynasty and I've got the one one, I'd be looking to trade back. I wouldn't want Caleb Williams. I know that's not quite how the NFL works, but if you can move back and get a haul. That would be quite nice. I, I just, 
I just don't think they will. I think they're going to take Caleb. And I'd be a bit concerned about it because as much as he's generational and everyone loves him, we thought the same about Trev Lawrence. And I don't think he's been generational. He's been good. I don't think he's been fantastic. And it's a gamble either way. I, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, these guys are a bigger gamble than I think we realise sometimes. And as good as they are or, or can be, you just never really know how they're going to hit on that field, do you? No, I mean, you look at Sam Darnold, who didn't really do anything in his career. Zach Wilson went at the 102, hasn't done anything in his career. Baker. Baker has only just really started being consistent at the 101. There's no guarantees. It's um, it's a tough one. I think as a process, they will take Caleb. And uh, I hope for your sake, we're looking back and it's it's the right move. I just feel a bit sorry for Fields, but he's not done in the league, is he? You traded for him last week for the final, but you traded for him because you know he's going to have a job next year. Yeah, I, did, I, I mean, I wanted him for that final, but I, I just gambled on the fact that he would have a job next year. And it's a one-quarterback league, so you can t- kind of take that gamble, can't you? Yeah, and where, where can he end up? So we said we said the Raiders, we said the Falcons. Anywhere else that you think could be sniffing around a, a Justin Fields? I do think the Buccaneers, but I do think they'll probably uh, keep the next guy we're going to speak about. So, yeah, I did think the Buccaneers maybe for Fields, but um, the Commanders I did think a while back, but now they're probably high up enough to get a, their own guy, aren't they? But um, Yeah, they're at the 102, I think, aren't they? So they're going to probably pick one. What about your lads? Who are they going to be drafting? Well, we're going to get about the 104, 105, and we'll probably nose it up again and go with uh, Daniel Jones for another couple of years. So I'd love Fields. Um I just don't think we'll do it because we don't do fun things. <laughs> you've, had, you've had enough of your boys, haven't you? Oh, I can't stand it. I cannot stand it at all. So, I mean, I'd like to see him. I think he'd look really good in a Saints uniform, but Saints are in absolute cap hell, so I don't know how they're going to do anything at all. I don't think they'll have a, a roster. Yeah, they're they're still tied in money-wise to Derek Carr, aren't they, unfortunately? Yeah, so there's a few sides out there. I'm sure that, unfortunately, people will go down in the off-season as well and, Jobs will open up. But a quick decision on Fields. We're saying long-term dynasty asset. Yes, dynasty asset. On to the next guy. Uh, quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield. So was this just an end-of-season run of form or maybe a season worth of form? Or is Baker Mayfield a dynasty asset again? I'm just going to be very quick on this one. Yes, I think he is. I think he's been he's been absolutely fine. And I, think, I don't know if he'll get a long-term deal, um, but I think he'll probably get a couple of years and... And that's enough in Dynasty because he's still very cheap. He's looked good. And I think they just roll it back again. It makes sense. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think they need to clear up their cap a little bit. And I think he's a nice, cheap option. He's a little bit like Gino, where you can do well enough with him, isn't he? If you surround him with the pieces. And I think he works well with Dave Canales, the uh, the offensive coordinator there, who was ironically the guy that sorted Gino out as well, wasn't he? So, yeah, I think Baker's got a... A future there in, in Tampa. I don't know if it's long-term, but I think next year he's going to be the quarterback there, isn't he? Yeah, completely agree. And, and actually for Dynasty, he's not he's not a sexy player to roster as he may feel because nobody really likes him. But if he's your quarterback too, you, he's probably fine, especially for what you're paying. You could probably still pick him up for... I don't think you're going to have to pay a first. I think a second and something will get Baker. Yeah, he's fine as a quarterback two or three, isn't he? Yeah, if you've got the right quarterback one, I'd probably say. If you've got a a boring quarterback one you probably don't want um, like if you've got Kirk Cousins as your one you don't want Baker as your two do you really? <laughs> exactly but, yeah. um, but, but if you've got a, I don't know Lamar as your one Baker as your two is probably fine and he's not going to kill you is he yeah so nice and short this one long term asset uh, long term dynasty asset Baker Mayfield yes yes on to the next guy then I must admit 
I've kind of fallen in love a little bit with this next guy. I've been watching him and I love watching him uh, throw, which is kind of ironic for a Bears fan taking such uh, joy in a Packers player. But um, talk to me about this guy. I, I, I must admit, I, I've fallen deep for this one. Yeah, I must admit as well. Um, I've probably got Jordan Love wrong. I was a bit concerned to start of the season that he might just be one and done. He might have one year, but the longer the season goes on, he's just looked better and better the way he throws the ball. He's looked composed. He gets out of the pocket. He can run. He's got a really good young core of weapons. And I think in Dynasty, he, he should be rising and rising, really, because he's very, very good and he's very fun. He's quite easy to root for as well, isn't he, Jordan Love? Yeah, I mean, he just seems so composed, doesn't he? He never looks flustered. And some of his throws in the last few weeks have been absolutely outstanding. Off-platform stuff and stuff where he's getting out of the pocket and on the run. And he's got a really live arm, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's been doing it, actually, with limited people. So, I mean, I know that people have questions about Christian Watson, but he's been missing for, I think, 12 games this season. He's been doing it with Dontavian Wicks, Romeo Dubes, um, Bo Melton. He's been getting the best out of his, not even backups. I mean, he's fourth and fifth string players. Tucker Craft is playing at Titan instead of Luke Musgrave. He's had his entire backup roster out there, and he's still getting a tune out of him, so... Yeah, I'm really excited about the future for Jordan Love. I think, um, sadly, I pivoted from Love to Pickett. It's probably one of my biggest mistakes this season, and that's bit me a little bit. But um, I don't think it's too late to go back in, because the price, I don't think, is where it should be on Love. Yeah, I'd, I think you can probably get him for a, a one plus a little bit more now, I think, Jordan Love. Yeah, I do. I think any first and a, a bit of a, not quite a throwing piece, but something of value, and I think you're probably getting Love. So, um yeah, I'm with you. I think he's a very, very good dynasty asset. And I don't know. I mean, in terms of rankings, I'd probably need to sit down and do it properly. But he's probably top 15, isn't he, dynasty? Yeah, I'd say top 15. Um, let me throw this one out there because I reckon they're probably around the same range. Jordan Love or Russell Wilson? I'd go Jordan Love, I think. Yeah, Just because, yeah, you know he's got the job. Russ Wilson, I'm sure, will get a job. But at the moment, he doesn't. Um, so yeah, if I could pivot off of Wilson for love, I'd, I'd be doing it now, yeah. which I didn't think I'd be saying a few months ago. Yeah, I think what's been nice about Jordan Love is we've kind of seen the progression over the season, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely that. He's just got better and better as his side has got worse, which I think says quite a lot. Jaden Reed has just been exceptional. I know Christian Watson's a bit up and down and you've sort of gone off him quite a bit, but he is the alpha in that side. And when he's played, he's looked very, very good. So he's, he's going to come back next season. You add Musgrave to that, they're going to do something at running back because they have to. Mm. And this side's just going to get better, isn't it? Yeah, the arrow's definitely pointing up for the uh, the Packers. I just think they need a new defensive coordinator because uh, it's Joe Barry. I think he's a bit of a loser. It's a bit of an interesting division, though, really, because you're, you're hopefully going to be on the up and rebuild a little bit. Packers have rebuilt a little bit. The Lions looking excellent. They've rebuilt the last couple of years and the Vikings need to do something. I mean, he's not on this list and he's not down for discussion, but let's talk about it right now. Do we see the Vikings keeping Cousins or moving on? I've gone back and forth on it. I think they're going to keep him. Yeah, I think um, they do as well. Yeah, I just think they're in a situation where he probably needs the deal because he's got injured at the wrong time and he knows where he's set. Just looking at that quarterback program, he's a bit of a nerd. He's settled there. He probably doesn't want to move his kids from the preschool they're at and all that sort of stuff. So he'll, he'll stay, I reckon. I think it'll be a fairly team-friendly deal because he's made quite a lot of decent money as well, hasn't he? Yeah, when he first went there from Washington, he got paid very well, didn't he? I think he got paid in Washington and then moved across. So yeah, I don't think he needs the cash, as you said. Might be a nice team-friendly deal. And 
And actually, there's probably a window to get Cousins for quite cheap still because people never really like him that much. He's 35, I think, 36. He'll probably be healthy for the start of the season and you probably could pick him up quite cheap. So if you need someone, it might be worth picking him up on the cheap. He's decent in Dynasty as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's money. Every week he's fairly decent and he's a bit of a boring white guy. But um, I think for what you'd have to pay, what do you reckon you're paying for him, seriously? I, I don't know if you're... You wouldn't get him for a second, but I don't know if you're having to pay first, say, for Cousins. I mean, I picked him up in our rookie draft, uh, our rookie league, just before his injury. I think it was two games before, and I paid a 25 first to Alex, and that was it for Cousins. And that's 25, yeah. so that's what he cares about, 25. So, yeah, I, I, I might put the feelers out for Cousins, actually, because I think if you can, depending on what the team needs, you might get away with a second and something for Cousins at this stage. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he's a decent um, He's a decent quarterback two or three in Dynasty because he just, I mean, you've got to look who his wide receiver one is and who his tight end is. He's, he's always putting up consistent points, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. I'm going to, after this, I'm going to get on sleeper and fire a few Kirk Cousins offers out <laughs> just to test the water and see, uh, see what people accept. So just go back to our original point, Jordan Love, long-term Dynasty asset for sure, yes? Yes. So we're on to some running backs now. Now this one, you got a bit of stick for uh, for taking him fairly high in our rookie draft a couple of years ago. You took him at 110, I believe, and it was kind of mocked for a year, but now you probably look like a genius. So talk to me about this one. Yeah, Kyron Williams. Um, this was in the league that we picked before the combine, don't we? So I picked uh, Kyron Williams. He was my running back three in the process before the combine. Then he went to the combine and ran, I think, a, a 4.68 or something, didn't he? Yeah. Dreadful. <laughs> Um, and everyone laughed and he was mocked and he was just not really used last year. And I thought, geez, I've really fumbled the bag on this one. But obviously they released um, released Cam Akers and suddenly Kyron's the running back one and he's been excellent this season. I mean, proper excellent as well. He, he definitely doesn't play at a 4-6 speed. He plays a lot faster than that. He's fantastic in pass protection. Um, Stafford loves him. He's good in receiving. He's just an all-round back, which I don't think any of us really saw coming, did we? No, he's been a fantastic all-round running back, hasn't he? As you say, all facets of the game. His pass catching is good. There's no way he runs a four-six-eight in in between tackles and stuff like that, is there? He's very bursty. His pass protection, as you say, is exceptional. They leave him out there a lot just because he protects Stafford well. So, yeah, all round, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? Yeah, it really has, and. This is a massive surprise. I think he was a fifth-round pick as well, so he's not really got the draft capital, but I'm not actually bothered. I think he's been so good, and I think he's going to be the running back one there next season. They will draft one because they do every every year. I saw a stat earlier. They've drafted a running back in, I think, seven out of the last eight years. They, they'll always take one, but it won't be a start-up, especially in this class. These, these running backs aren't that great unless you're picking right at the top end of the draft. Mm. So, um, yeah, for me, I think it's really exciting for Kyron. And we put in the group the other day, is this a top 10 running back? And very quickly it became, is he a top five running back? And I think he's probably knocking on the door. I don't think he'd quite be top five, but I don't think he's that far off. Yeah, I do think he's right up there. I mean, the only question is, you know, McVeigh will take a running back because he, he tends to love his running backs, doesn't he? And it's whether he can keep that volume. But I don't see any reason why he can't because... With the skill set that he's got, you kind of want him out there for all three downs, don't you? Yeah, he, he can do everything. As we've said, there's nothing that he, he'll be coming off the field for. He can play third downs, he can pass protect and run routes, he can catch, he can run, he can do the short yardage stuff. He's just an all-round back. And 
yeah, I think he's, um, regardless of who they pick up, he's going to be the guy. So, yeah, for me, the value still hasn't caught up with how good he is. Don't think he's quite top five running back, but, you know, you you paid a second for him this season and that was a bit of a gamble. He's worth a first plus quite easily now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think I'd sell him for a first, a straight first. No, I don't think I'd sell him for a straight first. And I do think he's a, he's a longer term dynasty asset as well, isn't he? He's got next year for, for sure, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, Given that we know how shit this, um, I say shit, we, it will all change, but this running back class looks quite weak. If I need a running back in my picks in the later end of the first round, I'd be thrown out the first for Kyron. Even if it's straight up, I'd probably still happily pay that. Yeah, I think that's the move to make, isn't it? I mean, these picks start to look incredibly shiny, don't they, towards uh, towards draft season. And I think if you've got the one eight, one nine, one ten, and you badly need a running back. You'd rather throw that out there for Kyron than for someone you've got no idea about who might be a second-rate running back. So, yes, yeah, that's the process, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So this is um, a bit of... I've not had much to victory lap on this pod, but um, I'll victory lap Kyron Williams because it's finally come good. So, yeah, really a nice story, I think, Kyron Williams. So a long-term dynasty asset, yes, for Kyron Williams. Yes. So next guy up, this was uh, this was a favourite of the pod, actually. We recommended picking this guy up uh, very early last year. We both really like him as a player, and we both thought he could land in a really good situation, and he kind of has. Cleveland Browns running back Jerome Ford. So he has looked really good this year, hasn't he? Similar to Kyron Williams, he's just come in and done everything that we expected, hasn't he? And not quite been Nick Chubb, but he's not been that far off. There's a Nick Chubb-based question on the way, though, isn't there? And I think that probably plays into how you see Jerome Ford going forward, isn't it? Yeah, it's a difficult one. And I think um, I'm going to be a typical lawyer and do a bit of a cop-out answer on this one. In that I think it depends with Jerome Ford. He's been excellent, really, really good, fantastic line, excellent side. Just that big question about Nick Chubb, what they do. I listened to a pod yesterday and there's talk that um, they might move on from Nick Chubb. I just can't see that. I think he's going to be in Cleveland. He's a massive favourite in Cleveland, isn't he, uh, Nick Chubb? I think he's one of the captains, and I think they see him as one of the team leaders, so I'd be massively surprised if they cut Chubb or move on from Chubb, especially after such a bad injury. I mean, that doesn't sort of shed right light on the on the franchise, does it? No, exactly that. So I think, you know, especially early next season, Jerome Ford's going to still have use because they're not just going to chuck Nick Chubb back into 25 carries off after that injury, are they? So... I think worst case scenario is Jerome Ford is useful early next season and then perhaps tails off midway through. Yep. That's worst case. I think best case is Nick Chubb either doesn't come back or unfortunately gets a little setback in his his injury process and suddenly Ford is still the starter for the Browns. So um, a bit of a wide variance on this one. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I do think that he's... I've picked him up in a couple of leagues and I've, I've tried to pick him up cheaper for next year as well. And I do think he has a fairly decent role next year because I think Chubb will come back late and then, you know, how these guys come back. And it was a huge injury for Chubb as well. There's no guarantee he's going to come back how he was, is there? I mean, Jerome Ford as well, similar to Kyron, in that he's good in all, in all facets, isn't he? He's a good pass catcher. He's a good pass blocker. So he's a really good replacement for him. And I think that they just use Jerome Ford and run him into the ground while there's question marks over Chubb. It's just, how long does that last? I mean, do you see him as a, as a long-term dynasty asset or is he just a, an end-of-season form guy and he falls away? Would you be picking him up or would you be selling him? I think if I think I'd be selling him. 
really. If you need someone to start early next season, he's probably going to be fine. But I don't think he's a long-term dynasty asset for me. I just think he's very good. We both really like him, but I think he's a bit of a not quite one and done. He'll be fine early next season. But for me, he's almost a Alexander Madison. He's a short-term guy that you can plug and play and use. But I don't think he'll have too much value after a year or so. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a bit miserable. What do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon we might differ on this one. I, I, I'm not so sure that Chubb comes back to the Chubb that he was because that was a bad injury. And I just think they've got a guy there that can do everything for them right now. I mean, they might not get the Chubb back that they want until not next season, the season after. I just think if Ford stays at this level that he's at now, there's there's no there's no reason not to, to keep him as, as the guy, is there? You know how it is. It's what have you done for me lately in this league, isn't it? Yeah, there is that. There is that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we might differ a little bit on this one. I really like Jerome Ford. We both touted him last season, but I just think next season it will be him starting with Chubb coming in and obviously see how that works out. But the end of that season, they'll do something else, whether it's drafting someone or I don't know. So I think long term, I don't see him as a, a fantastic dynasty asset. Yeah, we'll, but I do like it. We'll come back to this one, I think, because I think we differ on this one. But let's let's move on to the next guy. So uh, running back for the Minnesota Vikings, Ty Chandler. Talk to me. Another one of our guys, weren't he? We said to stash him. We said he was the burstiest running back on this roster. Really good speed and. It took a while. It took a bit longer than we'd hoped, didn't it? Later in the season, he came in and looked really, really good. But um, yeah, I like him. But we might differ again because I don't think he's long-term. I don't think he's going to be the starter next season. I think he'll have a role, but he's not the starting running back for me. What do you reckon? Well, I might surprise you with my answer, but I agree with you. I don't see him as a long-term asset. No, he's one of those guys that pick up. You can plug and play for a bit this season if you could shift him off for a third and move on. But... And there's nothing wrong with that, is there? No, no there's loads not. of players in Dynasty that you need to do that with. It doesn't mean he's not good. He's been very good, but he's just not a, a solid, valuable player that you can keep for years. I think, you know, get what you can out of him and move him on. It's probably too late now. The, uh, the question mark for me was it took Kevin O'Connell quite a while to finally trust him, didn't it? And it, it didn't seem like he actually trusted him. He kind of just had no other option and then had to play him and he did quite well, but... I just don't think Kevin O'Connell trusts him in pass protection. He's okay at it. He's not bad. He's not great. But he's he's a pass, decent pass catcher and he's very bursty. But I, ju- I just don't see that Kevin O'Connell trusts him fully. Yeah, I agree. They went out and picked up uh, Cam Akers, didn't they, straight away? And if they trusted Charlotte to be the starter, they wouldn't have done that. Because they had quite a few running backs on this roster. They didn't need to go and get Akers, but they still did. So, I don't know, nothing wrong with it. He's a good player, but he's not a, he's not an asset for me. Just on that point, he's not on our show sheet, but what do you think happens with Cam Akers? Um, I've been dropping him everywhere. I just think he might be done. I think he's had too many, too many injuries and too many questionable situations to ever make a mark in the league now. Yeah, I, I do feel the same. I haven't quite dropped him just because he's on an IR slot, but I think... Um, yeah, as soon as uh, I need those IR slots, I'll be moving him, really, because, uh, yeah, he's he's done, unfortunately. Yeah, I tend to agree. So on to the, uh, the next guy, uh, Joe Mixon, Cincinnati Bengals running back. What are you saying about Joe? I think he's done, personally. I, I don't roster him anywhere. I moved off him a couple of years ago, and he's been fine later in the season, but I'm just... I don't think he's a long-term guy. It wouldn't surprise me if they move off him in the off-season. What about you? 
I mean, he's not been very efficient in his work, and there's been occasions when Chase Brown has come in and kind of showed him up a little bit with his burst, hasn't he? Um, I picked up Mixon in a couple, just as like an end-of-season win-now move because I needed a running back, and he was fine, but I don't know. He's, just, he's not very efficient in his work, is he, in at the Bengals? And I, I think it was close to the mark this year, wherever they cut him as well, wasn't it? I think it was, and it was the right thing to do, and I, I completely understand picking him up like you did and seeing if you can get a tune out of him, but he's been on the downward spiral for quite a while. He's only 27, but he's nearly 28, and we've seen it happen with quite a few of these lads. I mean, Zeke had some use, but completely fallen off. Lenny Fournette, I mean, proper fall off from him, and I don't think Mixon's going to be that far behind because he's just not been that efficient in his work. He's He's been okay this year, but I think it's mostly because every other running back's been dead. Finishes the running back seven, but that's because there's nobody else available. So his contract's fairly fairly usable next year for the Bengals, but they've got a few to pay out, haven't they? Do you just see them? It wouldn't surprise me because we've seen this quite a few times where teams just cut a player that you think is quite good and quite valued. But um, yeah, I just think the NFL's moving away from paying these running backs and it's so easy to plug and play, lads. I mean, Chase Brown can argue whether or not he's a proper, decent running back, but he came in and looked good in limited work, didn't he? Really quick, really bursty, and Mixon just doesn't really have that. And why would you? He's been putting up 200-plus carries for the last, what, seven years in the league? Mm. It's not surprising he's breaking a little bit. So I suppose the key thing is, do you think he's a dynasty asset or not? Uh, I'm going to say he's not a dynasty asset. I'm with you. It's a sad state of affairs, really, Mixon. Yeah, I mean, he's been a good lad for, like you say, seven years. And to do seven years in the NFL at running back is uh, is no mean feat these days, is it? It really isn't. So, uh, yeah, it's a sad day. Paul went out for Joe Mixon, but he's uh, officially done. So, what do you if see? You can get anything for him, shift him off. What do you see the Bengals doing there? Maybe drafting one and having Brown and a new guy and then cutting Mixon? I don't know, because I don't know who they would possibly draft that would come in as the starter. There's a lot of change in the running back market. There's loads of good free agents. They may just pick up a younger free agent and, and go again, but I can't see a, a rookie coming in and being the start of the Bengals, can you? No, I don't, I'm not out of this class, I don't think, but you, you never know, do you? They might pick up a, a day two, day three guy who just explodes out of camp. I mean, you never know. You really never know at running back, do you? No, as you said, someone can go to the combine and test really well and suddenly they're the next big thing. So you just don't really know. But um, yeah, I would be surprised. Interesting thing will be the free agent market. There's so many guys and you know they, they will land in jobs. Yeah, for sure. So this next guy is amazing for me the last few weeks of the dynasty season. He's helped me win a couple of leagues. I mean, it's probably not questioned about whether he's a long-term asset or, or a form guy, but I'll put him in there just because of who the quarterback's going to be next year. So, Brees Hall of the New York Jets, long-term dynasty asset or just an in-the-season form guy? I mean, he's a he's a dynasty asset, isn't he? Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, he's, um, you know, depending on what your rankings are, he's going to be up there as your, probably your running back three at worst overall, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's in there because... You know, Rogers was going to be the quarterback this year, and I think Rogers was the one that called for the the Dalvin Cook signing. So, is Rogers going to pull another power play and want a running back in there, or is he going to be happy to go with Brees? That was really the question about this one. Yeah, do you know what? I do have some concerns about Brees, and it probably seems a bit miserable to say it, but he doesn't get a lot of work on the ground. A lot of his work this year has been in the receiving game. He's had more than twenty carries once this season, and that was really early in the season against 
against Denver, who are at that time the worst run defense in the league. Other than that, he's not had many carries. I'm looking at a few weeks, seven carries, ten carries, six carries. It's all been in the in the passing game. And is Rogers going to be dumping off the running back? I don't know. So I think he could take a little bit of a dip in his production, but he's 22 years old. He's been brilliant. He's put up loads of numbers at the end of the season. So he's obviously amazing. But if I can move off all for a, a massive haul, then I probably would consider it. But he's obviously brilliant. I love him. Reese, a massive haul. That's, that's, that's his middle name, a massive. <laughs> but am I just being miserable there? Or can you see what I mean about, about his workload? And that could possibly change. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. there were some questions over his efficiency on the ground this year, wasn't there? But I think a little bit of that is their crappy O-line. And I think he wasn't running it so much just because they were so bad and were throwing it a lot. But, yeah, I mean, he wasn't the most efficient on the ground. And I don't know, I think a little bit of that is the O-line, as as we said. But for me, he's just a, he's just a big dynasty asset. The, the only question is, does Rogers want some other dweeb there or not? I mean, if Aaron Jones is available, will Rogers push for Aaron Jones and... Just Rogers bothers me more than anything, really, about Brees Hall. Yeah, I think looking at the rest of their running back room, who have they got? Izzy Abanikanda, who's not really done anything, but he's only 20 years old, so he's he's not done at all, is he? Um, who else have they got that will be around next season? Cook looks like he's signing for the uh, the Ravens, unless that's already happened. They're going to add somebody, as you said. It, it wouldn't surprise me if, if he wants Zeke Elliott or something for a year. He's just that sort of petty... Blows, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, Hall is a fantasy a fantasy asset for sure, but he might have a really, really good value right now that he won't keep up to next year, mightn't he? Yeah, that's my slight concern. I do love him. And if I got, I'd have to get a massive offer to move off him. I wouldn't move off him for, I don't think I'd move him for two straight first. I'd, I'd need something in the deal to make it not as much of a gamble. Yeah. But um, yeah, I do love him, but I would consider offers just because I think there are some concerns because Roger's such a knob. So longer term dynasty asset, but with some questions. Absolutely. So next guy up, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, he come in for Josh Jacobs, who was out uh, for the last few games of injury. Was it injury or was he uh, sitting out those few games? I don't know. You, Your guess is as good as mine. But uh, Zamir White, long term dynasty asset or short term form guy? Surprisingly, I think he could have a job next year. At the Raiders? Yeah, I think he could, because I, I don't think they're going to keep Josh Jacobs. And the head coach there, he's a proper old school, oh, yeah, run the rock. grizzled, run it up the gut type lad. And I just think he likes what Zamir White is about. I mean, last three weeks, 20 carries, 22 carries, 17 carries. And he's a volume guy, and I think that's probably what the, the head coach wants. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's the running back one in Las Vegas next season. What have you made? Of, what have you made of him when you've seen him? What do you think of him? He's not really the sort of player that I like that much. Yeah. I don't think his hands are great. In the last game, he, he pulled in five receptions, which really surprised me. But um, he's just a, a run it and gun it type runner, isn't he? Run it up the gut and hard yards, and he's basically Pacheco without the annoying run, <laughs> isn't he? Really? And yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, I think if you need a guy for a year. He's probably going to be worth a good good gamble this off season. Bring him in, and you might be able to plug him and play him, and he'll probably get you fourteen to fifteen points a week through volume. But um, I don't think he'll have much more than a year or so. He's not a long long term play, but for a year, I think he could be interesting. What about you? Yeah, I think there's every chance he could be the Raiders running back one next year. I mean, 
I don't think that they've got the cap to to sort of pay Jacobs, and I don't think they're going to be drafting a running back high. And as you said, the class isn't great at the moment, I guess, as we as we see it. But I think there's every chance if Antonio Pierce stays that he's liked what he's seen from Zamir White, and he stays there next year, isn't he? Yeah, he had a very good pedigree in college, and you know has had to wait a bit of time behind Jacobs. But um, we know that they'll just feed volume into that position. He's quick. He's got good burst and. Even if it is just running up the gut 20 times a game, that's going to get you points because some of those will turn into touchdowns. I mean, his nickname is Zeus as well, so that's worth keeping, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I have cut him, I think, in a few, but I added him back in for this exact reason. So, But what are you going to have to pay? Because I think the price shouldn't be a second, but it will be. Um, I reckon you can get him in some leagues for a third, for sure. But if I've got him... Yeah, I don't know. Probably a late second for me. But yeah, I reckon you can get him for a third in some. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the best thing to do with him is to get him in another deal if that should be the, the thing to push him over. Because yeah. if you're trying to trade just for Zamir White, you're going to have to pay a second, maybe even more. Yeah. So if someone's seen him put up 15 points the last three weeks, they're not going to want to sell him for a straight late second, are they? So might need to be one of those ones where you trade a an end-of-season buzz guy and chuck a third in or something. It's one of those tough deals. But, um, yeah, potentially high, high reward if you get it right. Let's move on to another running back. So uh, this is Carolina Panthers running back, Tuba Hubbard. Now, I know you quite like Tuba, don't you? So talk to me about him. I do, yeah. I really liked him coming out. And I, I didn't know what he was going to do this season with Miles Sanders, but Sanders has been an absolute disaster. And I actually think Hubbard's been all right. Um, he's got a really good college pedigree. He went for 2,000 yards, I think, in his junior season. And he's had to wait his time. But similar to what we've said about Kyron, he's not quite as good as Kyron, but he's quite a good size. He's decent in pass protection. And he's actually been all right. Um, whether or not he has the role next season, I don't know. Um, so I don't think I'd be going out looking for him. But I, I do like him. What about you? I don't think you were as high as I was on on Hubbard. I don't mind him. He's fine. I wouldn't mind him as a as a roster guy next year. I do think he's going to keep the job there next year because they're just not in a place to be taking running backs anywhere, are they? They're not going to be taking one in free agency and they've not got the picks to be taking them in, in the draft. And they may take late guys, but you know they're not going to be better than Chuba Hubbard for them next year. And I think there's every chance they cut Sanders. I just think a lot of it may depend on who the next OC they get is. I mean, there's a lot of talk of uh, Ben Johnson going there. Sorry, not OC, head coach. I think there's every chance Ben Johnson gets offered a fortune to go there as a head coach. And who's he going to want at running back? Is he going to want someone in free agency? You know, I, I, I think there's a chance for Tuba there. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Is, is he is he going to be there next year as, as the running back one? I don't know. I, I, Sanders worries me. I think they could just get rid of him because they clearly don't like him. It's not worked out. Paid him a load of money and it's been crap. So it's not going to be Sanders, is it? But... It's just whether or not they stick with, with Hubbard. He's had so much work. I mean, some games, the last few weeks, he's had 25, 23, 22, 16, and then 11 carries in the last week. But he's been fine from a fantasy perspective. He's had some very good games, particularly the second half of the season. So he's proved he can do it. I do just wonder that they've paid so much to, to trade up to get Bryce Young. They have to make it work. Yep. And is Tuba Hubbard the guy that's going to do it for running back? Does he need something else to make it work? And, if you're Ben Johnson, you've got such a good reputation in the league, you go to Carolina, are you going to trust that Tuba Hubbard is the guy at running back? Mm. I don't know. So um, it's a bit of a risk, this one. I think it could go either way. I think if I had to hang my hat on it, I'd probably say that he's not a long-term asset, although I do like him. 
Yeah, I'd probably go not a long-term asset and I'd probably be looking to sell him where I could and, and be talking him up as, as the Panthers running back one and, and stuff like that that we normally do in our leagues. And yeah, I'd probably get out for, I don't know, an early third maybe. I'd probably get out. But yeah, I, I don't know if I see him as the uh, as the asset there, to be honest. I think for a third, I might hold him, to be honest. Because I think early third, are you going to be getting a running back that's going to start? Probably not. Yeah. Whereas Hubbard has a chance. So I think for a second, I'd definitely move on. Um, For a third, I'm not sure I would. really don't know. Unless I'm on the clock and there's a guy I know that I want in the third and I'm sort of staring at the pick. Tough one. Yeah, he's kind of middle ground, isn't it? I I, I don't think he's a long-term asset, the same as you, but it's just kind of what you're selling for, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the next guy, a guy that doesn't seem to go away despite no one really liking him, James Connor. Um, Lasted a lot longer than any of us really thought after he left the Steelers, and he's actually been quite decent, hasn't he, really? But is this an end-of-season guy, or is he going to be the guy next season? What do you think? Um, This is a tough one, you know. I think he's been really good there, and... I think the regime there like him as a as a kind of a um, like a a roster guy. Like he's good to have around the building, sort of thing. He he's a hard worker. He's a, he's a good lad, isn't he? He's, he's a decent lad to have around the building. I think he's he's one that 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 uh, like the upper management will look at and say, you know, he's one that you want on your roster, and he's he's a guy you want in your locker room and someone to build around. I think they like that thing about him. I think his contract is for next year as well, isn't it? Or is he a free agent? I'm not sure. But I don't know if they'd bring him back. If his contract is for next year, I think they'd happily keep him because I don't think the new GM there, the Monty Austin for I don't think he's a guy that's going to be spending on running backs. Yeah, I do agree. I mean, they moved for Michael Carter. They brought him in for free, didn't they? And he's actually looked quite good, but I don't think he's going to take over that role anytime soon. He's just a complimentary back, isn't he, to, to pair with James Conner. But... Yeah, I'm not sure what they do really. Looking at his contract, they do have an out this year, um, but he's under contract for next season. So, difficult one. I don't think he's a guy that I've got much interest in just because I don't like running backs of this sort of age. He's 29 next season. Mm. Um, and I just don't want... I, what you don't want with running backs, unless they're McCaffrey, you don't just want to swallow their retirement on your roster, do you? Yeah, exactly. So, long-term asset or form guy, what are you saying for Connor? Form guy, sadly. I think credit to him after beating cancer and having a really, really decent career in the NFL. Good luck to him. But yeah, not for me, not in Dynasty. Yeah, I tend to agree. And just a quick side note on that. I really like Emari Demacado as a pickup for next year because I think he could uh, have a really good role at the Cardinals. I don't think they're going to be a team that's going to be taking running backs. I think they're going to be ones that are just happy to roll with who they've got there. And they're not in a place for a running back yet in there in their rebuilding process. And he was the first pick of Monty Austin for at running back for this team. And whenever he's played, I think he's looked fairly good. So, um, yeah, he's one of my pickups for next year, Mario Demacado. Yeah, I like Demacado. He was one of my pickups in the season, weren't he? And I think there's definitely a chance there because Carter's fine, but he's definitely not going to be the lead guy. There's potentially a chance that Demacado could get the bulk of the carries if, if Connor weren't there. So, yeah, situation to monitor. So, I think the Cardinals are going to be quite interesting this off-season because they're going to have to rebuild a little bit and, yeah, don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, they've got a load of picks as well, haven't they? They've, they've done really well last year. Monty Austin Fort has come in and done a good job and he's kind of bred from the Patriots, so I don't think he's going to be spending on running backs either. No, obviously Trey McBride's done really well. and He's a guy that we've not put on this list, but just quickly, while I remember Trey McBride, 
I've seen people put him as the dynasty tight end one, and I'm just not having it. I think he's good. Um, people are just losing their mind over Trey McBride, don't they? Where is he in your rankings? Because I'm not having him as one. Um, I've probably got him something like six to, uh, sorry, ten to six for, uh, yeah, between ten and six for for Trey McBride. What about you? Yeah, probably about the same. He's outside of the the top few lads, and he's probably in that next tier somewhere, depending on what you think. But people have just lost the plot. I've seen him at tight end one in so many rankings recently. Yeah, not for me. He's not a tight end one for me. I mean, our boy Luca now the tight end one a few weeks ago with Sam Laporta, didn't he? Yeah, completely agree. So, yeah, I just had to get that one in there because it's been winding me up all week. <laughs> yeah. We'll move on to uh, some wide receivers now. So, first guy up, a guy close to my own heart. I used to like him before he even played for my franchise, DJ Moore. So, I mean, this all depends on what happens in Chicago, doesn't it? But is he a long-term asset or, or someone you'd be looking to move and he's mainly a more form guy? Well, I don't know. I'll let you start this one because he's your boy's... Uh... A Chicago Bear, but um, I've got some some views on it. I think he's a long-term asset. I think um, he's either going to be good with Fields if we keep Fields, or he's going to be the go-to guy for our our new guy next year in, in probably Caleb Williams. The only question mark is our other pick is fairly... It's not as high as it used to be, but I wonder if we do keep Fields, whether Marvin Harrison is the higher pick, and does that push DJ Moore down? His contract's needs to be renewed fairly soon. It's whether he wants to stay on the Bears or whether we want to keep him on the money that he may want as well. But I think he's a long-term asset, at least for the next two years, probably, DJ Moore. Yeah, I sort of agree with you, but that's my concern. You've got two very good picks, and there's a not a low chance that you could pick up Marvin Harrison Jr. It's not impossible, is mm-hmm. it? And if you do that, does DJ Moore become the two does he become the possession receiver as you stretch the field with Harrison I just don't quite know what it's going to look like and I think he's fine but um I wouldn't be against selling him for the right offer just because I think there are some possible risks of holding him if you suddenly pick up Marvin Harrison Jr doesn't matter how good DJ Moore is or the rapport is with Fields he's probably going to be the two yeah I mean I think the thing over DJ Moore is is his value at his highest right now I mean he's approaching that sellable age soon anyway and he's just had that season with Fields where they've had the rapport and you can sell him as as the Bears guaranteed wide receiver one right now can't you so his value might actually be his peak right now mightn't it DJ Moore that's the thing that's why I'm sort of on the fence of it really it's not that I don't think he's an asset I think he really is but he might be a guy I'd be looking to try and move off just because I think it'll be quite difficult for his value to get higher than this, wouldn't it, really? Even if he starts the season firing next season, don't think that really changes much. He's already doing that. Yeah, I think we both are on the same lines. That This is his peak value, isn't it, DJ Moore? What is he now? What age? Let's have a look, DJ Moore. 20, he came out very young, though. So what is he, 26? Yeah, he did come out young. But, I mean, as soon as you start hitting that 27, 28, I mean, a lot of people have finished with you already in Dynasty, aren't they? DJ Moore is 26, uh, I think he's 27 next season. So, yeah, I mean, this could definitely be his peak value, couldn't it? Yeah, that's the one. So, definitely a dynasty asset, but it's a risky one, really, because his value could take a massive ding. And even before they get on the field, if you do take Marvin Harrison Jr., DJ Moore doesn't even do anything, and his his value's dropped quite considerably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Do you want to talk about the next guy? I I do. He's he's a favourite of both of us, isn't he? 
Yeah, he is a favourite of ours, and it's finally worked <laughs> out for him this season. So, Nico Collins struggled for years in college and the NFL with subpar quarterback play, but he's struck gold with CJ Stroud, and he's looked fantastic, really. And he's become the alpha in this side quite clearly and linked to a very, very good quarterback. And don't think anyone doubts that he's obviously a very good wide receiver. The only slight question, I suppose, is that at some point, his contract will become a thing and he's going to need to either get paid or moved on. And that's the only question mark for me. But he's a guy that I love, you love, and it's finally worked out. So back to you. Is he a dynasty asset or is he a sell high because he's at the right sort of peak value? What do you think? Um, I think he's a dynasty asset, but I wouldn't be against selling him based off of being CJ Stroud's guy because I think his contract is next year. I think it's renew or, or go to free agency next year. Cause I think he was taken fairly low. So his contract isn't, he's not got the fifth year option on it. So this is probably again, similar maybe to DJ Moore. This is Nico Collins possible peak value. I mean, he's younger than DJ Moore, but I don't think he's going to be in as good a situation. He is right as he is right now. Is he? No, that's the thing. I, I think he probably is a dynasty asset. I think they probably will keep him because they're building something quite good there. And what they probably don't want to do is just reset that that building process. And yeah, like you though, I wouldn't be against selling him. Everyone's got a price. And if I could move off, I probably would if the price was right. But I don't know what I'd want back. I wouldn't sell just for a straight random first, I don't think. But I don't quite know what the price would be if I wanted to sell. Yeah, I think he's a first and a bit more. He's he's 24 years old, by the way, so he's a decent age, to be fair. Yeah, and he's six foot four. He's just a big proper alpha linked with the best rookie quarterback. So, yeah. We might, we might have answered our own question there, might we? Yeah. I think I'm keeping him, to be fair. I'm not selling him at yeah. all. Yeah, running running rings around ourselves there. So, yeah, Nico Collins, dynasty asset or a, a flashy? Yeah, player. I'm going to go long-term dynasty asset on Nico Collins. Yeah, me too. I'm there. What about the next guy? Next Talk guy. to me. George Pickens. <laughs> He's a guy that I just... We sort of spoke off the off the, uh, off the call, didn't we? We can't quite make our minds up on this guy because there's no doubt in the talent of George Pickens. He's obviously a very, very talented wide receiver, but if ever a wide receiver was a diva, it's this bloke. He's just a dick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was tripping off the Seahawks uh, cornerback last week as well, wasn't he? Basically calling him a bum or something, but I don't know. Stay your ass in Seattle, Bernie. Stay... <laughs> I mean, I rate that, to be fair. That's what I mean. He does a lot of stuff that you normally like, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a dickhead, and I quite like that. <laughs> but I don't know. My concerns, like I said to you, it's who is he doing this with? He's been balling out with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. And, you know, we've had a, Kenny Pickett's never really elevated the team. He's got a really low ceiling. And I think Kenny Pickett will be the quarterback next season. Whether he should be or not, it's a different question. But I think as long as Pickett is the quarterback, Pickens' ceiling just drops massively and that impacts his dynasty value. So I can't quite make my mind up, but you seem to have gone full circle on Pickens. I think you're sort of quite in on him at the moment. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I did try and sell him in a, in a few leagues just to try and get a win now piece. And then he ended up putting up points and it's like, is this sustainable? Can he do it? with Pickett, but he's never really had that rapport with Pickett, has he? This has all come from Mason Rudolph, and in honesty, Mason Rudolph is rubbish, but he, he's got something out of George Pickens, and that, that really tells its own story against Kenny Pickett, doesn't it? It does, and is there any world where 
Kenny Pickett isn't the starting quarterback next season? Because I don't think there is. I think he's more or less guaranteed to be the starter. Yeah, I think it's like 90% that it's going to be Kenny Pickett as quarterback, isn't it? Yeah, which we, we can only judge him on what we've seen, but he's not really gone. I think he's gone over 300 yards once in two seasons. Yeah. Might not have even done it once. And doesn't really throw multiple touchdown games. Doesn't go for many yards. Doesn't really target pickings, which that's another year you're writing off. And I don't know, it's, it's a difficult one. So if you've got him, would you be selling him or would you be keeping him? I think if I can get a late first for pickings, I probably would sell him and restart again because I think this wide receiver class, I can probably start again and feel a bit more positive with a fresh slate than I do with George Pickens. But I think value-wise, it's frustrating though because he could be very, very good, couldn't he? He could be an alpha wide receiver one for the next seven or eight years, but... It's a gamble. What about that you? Is, that is literally the gamble. He could he could be that guy because he does make some outstanding contested and, and deep field catches, doesn't he? He does. He's got all the talent. I mean, there's talk that he doesn't get enough after the catch and doesn't get enough sort of targets and stuff. But he's got it all there to work out. And some of the catches he makes, he's so athletic. And I don't know, very frustrating lad to own, I think, isn't he? He reminds me of, do you remember Martavius Bryant? Yeah, exactly, yeah. He's that sort of player and very, very good. Bit of a dick. He'll get suspended at some point for killing someone. <laughs> and I just don't ever want that on my roster. So I'm trying to sell, but people don't like him. So cards on the table, long-term dynasty asset or, or you know, a form guy at the end of this year? Oh, cards on the table. I'm going to – I think he's a form guy because of my concerns about the quarterback. How about you? Ah, uh, I don't know. Um, I'll go the other way just so we can contest this one as well. So, the two that we've that we've uh, had questions again, you know, Jerome Ford and George Pickens, we both disagree about. Maybe is that right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Now, the next guy, I think, is one that a month ago we disagree on, but I don't think we will now. I'll let you introduce this one. So, Kansas City Chiefs have not had much at wide receiver this year, but Rashi Rice has come in as a rookie and has kind of probably taken that number one receiver job already. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't high on Rashi Rice. I expected more out of Sky Moore this year, who's been absolutely pony. So, I have to hold my hands up on Rashi Rice. I think you were you in him a bit more than me, and I think you you went in all in on in one league the other week, and I, I kind of questioned the move and. Turns out you were right with that one. And, you know, I think he's probably a, a long-term dynasty asset now, isn't he? Yeah, that's where I am. And he's a guy that I think we probably missed in the process, didn't we? And we both like Sky Moore and I'll hold our hands up there. Sky Moore is cuttable for yeah, me. I agree. I've got him in, yeah, I've got him in two still, but happily going to cut. The only reason I haven't is on IR, so he's not taking a spot. But what a disaster he's been. But Rashi Rice, second half of the season. And I paid a late first. I poached him off of our mate Craig and, it was the 109 for me in Essex. And at the time, I think there were a few looks around the league thinking, what's, what's Sean yeah, doing? Yeah, I was one but, of the looks, yeah. Yeah, you messaged me like, I don't know if I like that. Um, but since then, he's put up, you know, in terms of targets, 10, 9, 10, 9, 12, 6. And he's put up between 14 and 24 points every week. He's just been so consistent. And I think the reason I'm even more in on him now, Travis Kelsey's dust. Yeah, he's yeah, looking yeah, really... Yeah. Bad, I think it? Kelsey's on his way out, and I think Rashi Rice can eat up a lot more of those targets. For me, Rashi Rice is a little bit like a modern-day Juju in that he's just really – he's a really good safety blanket, isn't he? I think Mahomes has started to trust him now, and he's really good in those intermediate routes, isn't he? I think 
Mahomes really likes him. And as you say, Kelsey has dropped right off. And I think Rice can start to eat up a lot of that work, can't he? Yeah, he really has. And this is going to sound a bit like Andy Soul, one of our lads in the uh, in the NFL chat group. But when I look at Rushy Rice, he's him. He's that sort of, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He, he's got that dog in him. Um, Andy will have a nickname for him very soon, I'm sure. But um, he's just looking more and more like an alpha every time I see him. He really plays bigger than he is. He's 6'2", 203 pounds, but he's a proper alpha lad. And Mahomes has been dreadful this year, I think, from a fantasy perspective. But Rashi Rice is his guy. So, yeah, I think definitely wheels up. And what would you pay for Rice, though? Because I paid a late first. and I think I'd want to you know, pay exactly what you paid. Yeah, I don't know if you get him for the late first now. I don't, is the problem. Yeah, I don't think you would now. I think that was a good deal for you. Yeah, I think you probably have to pay a little bit more. If you can get him for your late first, I'd be interested in doing it. The only other thing, I've been looking in a couple of leagues. I've got Diggs in two leagues, and if I can move off of Diggs for Rice in any sort of way, I'd be delighted to do it. It's going to be tough, but um, I'm going to start exploring that. So the only concern I've got, well, not even concern, is that the Chiefs have to add another wide receiver. This group is crap. Sky Moore's been dreadful. They can only trot out Justin Watson so many more times. Valdis Scantlin has to go. Who do you think they're going to add? I mean, we keep linking T Higgins here, but is that going to be a possibility, do you think? Well, I've seen three names, and that's just in the last week, and that's Mike Evans, T Higgins, and Michael Pittman. Now, I think either of those three would be massive for the Chiefs. But I do still think Rashi Rice would, would keep a decent role in the slot, I think, and in those intermediate routes. I mean, those three guys we just spoke about, they're more ex-receivers. I don't think that'll be Rashi Rice long-term anyway. No, I think they're going to move Rashi Rice all over the place and get an outside exit. It wouldn't be the worst thing for yep. him. You know, take some of that coverage away. And one guy that I, I've made this up today, you know, I was driving along thinking of who could possibly go there. Calvin Ridley's a free agent this offseason and he does a lot of what they wanted Valdez Scantling to do and it wouldn't surprise me if they try out a little contract offer for Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are fairly decent in regards to cap in the upcoming offseason so I do think they're going to make a splash somewhere at wide receiver, aren't they? Yeah, they are. So watch this space. But uh, just to be clear, dynasty asset or a off, well end-of-season form guy rushing? Dynasty works. asset for sure. Agreed, agreed. A massively growing one. So next guy out, Parker Washington, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver. Um, kind of a um, sort of a, a mid-season or mid-breakout, wasn't it really, for the for the Jaguars? He came in for a few games and was was fairly efficient. I think it can coincided with Christian Kirk sort of coming out the lineup and others coming out the lineup, and he, he's had a bit of a splash, hasn't he, Parker Washington? He has. He tailed off a bit at the end, but obviously that was without Trevor Lawrence and a lot going on there. And Yeah, it's a weird one. I, I think he's potentially got a role next season because Zay Jones, they've got an out on his contract and he can't stay healthy this season. Yeah. I like Zay Jones, but he just I don't think they're going to keep him because he just can't stay healthy. And Christian Kirk will be back next season, but the rest of that room, they haven't got too much else because Ridley's going to go. They're not going to pay the second round pick that they have to pay to, to keep him. So suddenly you're in a situation where it's Parker Washington, Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk, and that's it. Players like Tim Jones and Elijah Cooks, but there's a real chance that Washington could be the two or the three for, for Trevor Lawrence next year. The question for me is, have you seen enough from Washington to think that he could be a big impact player or a big role player for the Jaguars moving forward? 
No, definitely haven't seen enough, have we? He's not had enough work. He's had a few games where he's had a few targets, but haven't seen enough of it and haven't seen enough of him with Trevor Lawrence to see that it definitely would be a role for him. It's a massive gamble, so I don't know. He's probably a different player to discuss in like a buy low section or a a stash section, isn't he? Rather than talking about as a dynasty asset. Yeah, I don't think you can decide really if he's a dynasty asset yet, can you, based on what we've seen so far? Yeah, I mean, cards on the table, He's for the purpose of this, he's definitely just an end-of-season, well, one-game-of-form guy. But a few weeks down the line, we're talking about stashes. I think he's he's worth a stash just because they, they're going to have to reboot this wide receiver room. Zay Jones could be out, Kirk's injured, Ridley probably won't be in the building, and suddenly there is an option there. So um, I've got no doubt they'll probably take some in the draft or maybe pick up one of these free agents. But um, there's a non-zero chance that he could be the wide receiver two or three there. So yeah, yeah let's let's come back to it later in the offseason. Yeah, I agree with all of that, I think. So um yeah, we'll move on to the next guy. So one of my favourites, he was one of my sleepers in the uh, the draft this year. Um I really liked what I saw from him. He he was really good at the senior bowl and I just think he's got better and better as the season's gone on. So Jordan Reed, Green Bay Packers wide receiver. Um, you know he's one of my favourites. I think you're quite high on him as well, aren't you? I am, yeah. I wasn't as high as you were sort of early on. You picked him up I think in the pre-combine draft we do, didn't you? In like the third round or fourth yeah, round? Yeah, I got him quite late because he, he was always kind of one of my guys. And I think we put it out on our um, our Twitter, our Just Ranks Twitter as well, that he was one of my guys as well. Yeah, so I mean, I wasn't as high as you, but I do really like him. I've got him in a few leagues and he's been excellent. And yeah, for me, I think he's definitely a, a dynasty asset going forward. And again, I always like to throw in questions. The only question really is that, next season the room could look a bit different got Christian Watson will hopefully be healthy and might see the target share take a little bit of a ding but they're very different players aren't they Christian Watson and Jaden yeah I think Jaden Reed's a very much do it all guy whereas um, Watson will be your alpha only and and Reed will do in the slot he'll do the gadget stuff and he's even taken some handoffs in the backfield he's just really dynamic I think Jaden Reed yeah I completely agree he's a bit more of an all-rounder guy and out of that sort of Green Bay offense we've spoken about quite a lot today. He's the guys and he's one that I really, really like. And I suppose the question for me is what would you pay for Jaden Reed? Because he's going to cost you a first. And I'm not sure if it's between him and Rushy Rice, I'm not sure what I'd do. I'm probably still Rushy Rice just about on the price, but um, would you pay a first for Reed? Yeah, yeah, I probably would a late one. That's a good question, but actually, between Jaden Reed and Rashi Rice, which one would you go with? It's close, isn't it? They're both different players, but Rashi Rice is linked to Mahomes and probably a clearer path to targets next season. But Reed has looked very, very good. So, yeah, they're very close. I think Reed is your, is your ceiling and Rice is your floor, isn't he? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I think that's a nice way to look at it. Yeah, it's a tough one though because I think straight away I'd happily pay the first for Rice if it's sort of one six onwards. But for Reed, I had to question it a little bit. Yeah, see, I but, prefer um, Reed as a player to Rice, but I'd probably pay the first for Rice now, and I'm I'd begrudgingly pay it for Reed. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It might be one to get on the clock, and in your rookie drafts, you might not have to pay the first. It might be one of those ones where. You can move back and pick up Reed if someone wants to move up into the first or something like that. Yeah, I think that's a deal to look at, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we both like Reed. So, Dynasty Asset? Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Well, next one, a few tight ends to talk about. David Njoku, a guy that we touted a few weeks ago as a 
a pickup for the playoffs. He was getting loads of work and it's just continued. Been getting so many targets from Joe Flacco. But it could change a bit next season because Deshaun Watson, unless his shoulder dies again or more allegations, he's going to be the quarterback. Garnacy asset or is he an end-of-season guy that's just linked to Flacco? Um, I think he's a dynasty asset, and that's mainly because of a few things. Number one, tight ends improve over time, and he really has improved. I think we've seen it. I mean, he's still got those occasional drops in him, but he's really improved that. He's very powerful, quick. He's still quite young for a tight end. Deshaun Watson has always classically liked his tight end, and he was you know, still peppering Njoku with targets when he still had an arm. So for me, he's a... He's a dynasty asset, David Njoku. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, I think the ceiling might come down just a little bit, just in terms of the numbers that have been going to Njoku. He's been getting unsustainable numbers of targets. I mean, the last few weeks, 8, 9, 14, 8, 6, 9, 15. Crazy. Yeah, 15. I mean, again, yeah, and that was against you. 14 against Chicago, 15 against Pittsburgh. For a Titan, that is crazy, particularly in premium leagues. He's just been unbelievable. So... I don't think that can continue. I don't know what they do at wide receiver. Is Cooper still in the building? Possibly. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree. He's definitely rose up the ranks quite a lot, and Joku, and he's here to stay. I mean, in terms of rankings, he's he's probably in that classic five to ten sort of range, isn't he? Probably to the back end of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to ask you the question. David and Joku or um, McBride? That is an interesting one. Hmm. I, I, I prefer Njoku, but the market prefers McBride. So I'd probably go McBride because you can sell him for more. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I think I would go Njoku over McBride. Yeah, I think I'd go Njoku yeah. over McBride. I definitely think he's a long-term dynasty asset as well, Njoku. I think McBride is as well, though. I just think they're probably in the same spot, maybe six and seven or seven and eight. I think they're, I think they're next to each other. Yeah, and I'll tell you what you could do. If you've got McBride, the market's gone so mad on McBride. Move to Njoku Plus. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, I, I think I've got McBride in one league, and I, I might do that, to be fair, because um, I think he's very good, but the price has just gone out of control. Yeah, it has right now. Uh, this next guy we're going to talk about, this one for me is a tricky one, so I'd like to get your view on this one, first of all. Green Bay Packers tight end two, Tucker Craft. Talk to me. Yeah, this is a tough one, because Luke Musgrave is my boy. And um, he's just been unfortunate this year with injuries. But that's been the story of Musgrave's career. Missed so many games in college with knee injuries. And here we are, first year in his NFL career, and he's missing time again. And Kraft has stepped in and looked very, very good. That's what I was going to say. He's looked really good, hasn't he, Kraft? Yeah, and I've I've read a few people comparing this to the Ravens when they picked up Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews. And Hurst went earlier, which was, you know, Luke Musgrave and... Tucker Craft is the uh, the Mark Andrews went a bit later and just taken the position and I just think the way I like to look at these lads I think Craft is the floor and Musgrave's the ceiling. Yeah, I think now it you, yeah. It is, isn't it? I think if you've if you've got a Mark Andrews or something, you can you know afford the volatility of of Musgrave. You can bench him, but if you need someone to regularly start, you probably need Craft. Is that does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I mean, what do what do the Packers do? Because if Kraft is still playing at this level, I mean, do they roll two tight ends or I don't know. I mean, they're both they're both really good, aren't they? They are. It's a really tough one. I don't know what they do because suddenly this is a really stacked roster. Yeah. 
I mean, you're in a position where, from a dynasty perspective, you've got Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave, Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, Dontaven Wicks is interesting. Bo Melton's just had a breakout. Potentially going to have two new running backs in the room. They've just got six or seven weapons, and it's a tough one. They can't afford to roll with 12 personnel and two tight ends if they've got six really good wide receivers. I just don't really know what they do. Doesn't really answer the question. I don't know what we're doing with Tucker Craft. I don't actually, I think I own him in one. You've got him in a couple, haven't you? You poached him, I saw. Yeah, I picked him up in, uh, I think, three or four. I got him in waivers uh, in the B-Well League, I think, which is tight end premium. So, mm. yeah, I mean, if you put your cards on the table, is he a long-term asset or was he just a form guy at the end of this season if you really had to decide now? If I had to decide now, I'd say he's a form guy rather than an asset because I, I still really believe in Musgrave and I've had offers out for him this week. Haven't quite got over the line yet, but I'm still actively trying to add Musgrave because at the tight end position, I chase a ceiling rather than a floor. What about you? Yeah, I think I agree with you. I, I think if they get what they want out of Musgrave, I think there's every chance they maybe trade Tucker Craft. I don't know. I mean, you don't need two tight ends of that quality and they maybe can get some value out of Craft, mightn't they? Yeah, because I think they both were they both second or third round. They both went in the same round, I think. Yeah, same they? round. Craft was, I think, was about eight picks or nine picks later. Yeah, but nice position to be in. And, and we said it over the off-season, and you pointed this out. The Packers do this a lot. They'll take a couple of Titans or a couple of receivers and just see who, who rises. And it's worked out really well. If you look at the lads they've picked up and you've seen players like Dontavian Wicks that were picked up really late and they've just risen and the same with Kraft. And it's not a bad process, is it, really? You take two shots on a position and see who comes, comes Yeah, through. it's decent. I mean, they did it at running back, didn't they, with Jones and Williams. I, I think they actually took Williams higher than Jones, and it was just Jones come through. And it's not a bad process, is it? You, 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 I guess you up your chances of getting one, don't you, for the position. Or you, in, in best case scenario, you get two anyway. Yeah, I mean, I did that a couple of times last year in, in rookie drafts in Dynasty, really. So I was around sort of early to mid-second round, and I'm sort of thinking, do I go Josh Downs or Jaden Reed? And I just went back-to-back and took both, and suddenly I've got two really good players. So it is a good process. I suppose the risk is if you fail on both, you're in serious yeah, trouble. It's, 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 yeah, it's high risk, but it does make sense as a process. Yeah, for sure. So um, what are we saying in Tucker Craft? We're saying form guy, yeah? For me, just about, yeah, form guy for me. What about yeah, you? I'd say form guy and I'd look to sell because, like you, I want I want the ceiling of Musgrave. Yeah. Just on that note, what do you reckon you have to pay to get Musgrave? Because I've thrown out, he went in sort of the third round of leagues last year. I've thrown out a couple of thirds for him this week and I've just been completely rejected out of the question. Um I don't know. Am I just completely off? Has he bumped into a, a second round pick? I don't don't really yeah, know. Yeah, I think he probably is. Is is it tight end premium? You're trying to get him or just normal? It's tight end premium, annoyingly, but it's ten ten team tight end premium. He went at the three twelve last year, so I've sort of trying to gamble that they want to cash out and just get the money back. Um, it's not quite worked. Yeah, I think you need to probably be paying a two for Musgrave, just based of he actually looked good when he did play. So I think yeah, he's, he is probably a two because he is an excellent athlete, isn't he? Yeah, it's a nice ceiling, but we've seen it before that sometimes it doesn't always work out. So I don't know, convince myself otherwise now. But yeah, for now, uh, end of end of season form guy, Craft, and we love Musgrave. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that as well. So next guy up, I mean, this is probably fairly clean cut, but I just wanted to get the decision on here. Isaiah Likely, I mean, he looks really good, doesn't he? He does, but I might surprise you. Oh, talk to me. 
I mean, I like him. I think he's really good. I poached him last year in a couple of leagues for fifths and stuff where people had added him off waivers, and I think he's really, really good. But when are you going to be starting him? Once Mark Andrews is back, are you ever going to start Isaiah Likely? Ever? No, you're not, are you? This is what I mean. For me, he's just an oh. end-of-season form guy. I thought you were going to be saying that he's a, a direct fiesta. Oh, no. No, I thought you were falling in love with him, but... No, I'm with you then. I, re- I really like him. I think he's very good. He- he's just a handcuff, though. I-, I just don't... Once Andrews is back in healthy, he'll have weeks where he gets the touchdown, but you're never, ever going to want to start him. Yeah, he's you? basically a handcuff tight end, isn't he? Yeah, and he's very, very good. And I'll tell you one thing. It annoyed me, but I also loved it. Did you see his touchdown the other day where he walked in the end zone? Yeah, just... just he walked, yeah, I liked the attitude on him. Yeah, the most arrogant thing I've seen all season, <laughs> but I loved it. I proper loved it. He just walked in and moseyed on about the end zone but yeah i really like it so that the uh, the just your ranks league that i had craig in the final I, i've had Hawkin, uh, hawkinson all season i've obviously lost him my other tight ends are useless i think i've got fan and some other bum like shoemaker or so i've got no other tight end apart from um hawkinson basically it was a final and i didn't want to just be throwing in some bum tight end in a final so i just threw out a, a third round pick to uh to kick ass, just to get a uh, just to get a, a reasonable tight end in, and I picked up likely, and he ended up scoring. He scored two touchdowns, two didn't he? Touchdowns, yeah, and he, he stuck up loads of points and probably helped me win. So he was my gamble for the fight, not a gamble, but just a respectable tight end for the final. He ended up kind of helping me win, so I, I like him for that. But yeah, I don't see him as a long term dynasty asset. You know, I don't do it very often, but credit to you because you've had such a good season in in dynasty this year, and. And that move there, I think, sums you up because nobody really sniffing around on the day of the final paying thirds to start Isaiah Likely, are they? But it's um, it could have made you look silly, but actually it won you the league. And yeah, fair play to you, mate. That's really, really good, uh, really good effort this season. I won't say it again, but well yeah, done. Yeah, no, let's stick to six stars between the pod. Correct. That is correct. And, uh, yeah, go from that. But on that point, though, just I'm jumping around a little bit. Noah Fant. Utter bums, not done anything. He's been a massive disappointment. I'm still not out on him. He's a free agent this season. I'm off-season. not out either. Yeah, and I, do you know what? I, when I drive along between meetings, I think of where people might land. I've convinced myself Kelsey's retiring this off season, and Noah Fant is the Chiefs tight end one. Do you know what? I think he he needs a situation like that because I think he's got everything there, and I think tight ends sometimes need that two to three years in the league to really come through. It wouldn't surprise me. I do think, you know, if someone said to me, no, like, I've been into the future and no offense has a massive breakout, it wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't be like, oh, wow. He's not had any massive injuries. He's a really good athlete, loads of college production. There's no reason why his path should be so different to TJ Hawkinson. And he just needs to land in that spot where he gets peppered with targets. And I don't know where it's going to be, but... <laughs> People are worried that Kelsey could retire. I'll tell you what, if I'd won the Super Bowls and I've got Taylor Swift as a girlfriend, I'd probably bin it off as well. And they need to replace it. They can't just rejig the offense and start, you know, spreading it around the field. They will need another decent tight end. And yeah, have, have a look. And that's one thing we'll talk about it over the off season, but just have a look at people's contracts. What are people doing? And just sort of forecast where they might go a bit because um, there could be some bargains. Suddenly, Fant could be a very good asset if he lands even in the Texans, if they get rid of Dalton Schultz, suddenly Fant could be the starter there. You just don't. Yeah, know. I mean, no offense, player comparable when he was coming out was Evan Engram, and you can easily see an Evan Engram type career arc for him, can't you? Yeah, because Engram really had a great rookie season. Was then 
really poor for probably three, four seasons at the Giants and had a bit of a later season, well, later career breakout with the, the Jaguars again, didn't he? So it does happen. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, especially tight end as well, isn't it? That position can be a later breakout, can't it? Yeah, so uh, fan to the Chiefs. Book yeah, it. yeah, that's all done and dusted, isn't it? Nice. I'll be selling them in leagues as soon as it happens. <laughs> so that concludes us this week. Uh, we're going to be working on our off-season content. and So we may be back in next week or the week after, but we're going to be working out what we're going to be sort of coming up with and producing in the weeks. We're also going to be doing some research on our rookies as well. We want to be fully researched up by the time we start putting out our uh, rookie content. But it's rookie time soon, so we uh, we need some time to prep. Please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. The podcast is available to download on most popular podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're all available on Twitter at Adjust Ranks. We'll be back soon. Until then, my office is fully open. And my office is never closed.